Please don't hit my phone if it ain't about no commas Keep the peace like Dalai Lama, big body hummus Backing out the parking spot and throw the lobby on him He exempt Sean Kempy, keep that 40 on him Go Motivate, 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 all right well uh this week we got uh kelly potter which uh i've been trying to get him for a while now and he called me out on a Facebook post. He's like, well, when do I get to be on the podcast? I was like, asshole, I've asked you like three times. Yeah, check your text messages. But no, Kelly, welcome. Uh, thank you for coming. Man, I'm glad on Sunday. to be here, brother. Anything I can do to help you, man. You've always uh, supported me over the years. You, you don't have to ask me twice for anything. So if I can help uh, support what this is now look like it's turning into a business for you. You just, you know, I'm a phone call away, you know, so uh, here I am. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, Especially, we didn't prepare for this at all, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know where we're going or yeah. you know what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about today. But I know I just left the house and uh, my wife and daughter was there, and my daughter was super excited. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, "Is is, is Raul famous?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, Raul's a legend in Memphis." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, so, um, so Kelly, t- can you tell us about um, uh, some of your business ventures you got going on right now? Uh, you know, the main thing that I do right now is, uh, you know, with roof and nail, uh, and the mm-hmm. biggest thing that we do is it's, it's a pretty common business practice around Memphis because the state laws are, are good for, for, for insurance claims. But what we do is we, we come in and, uh, we bring an ex adjuster, a third party company, and we just advise you on whether or not you have an insurance claim, you know? And that's, uh, you know, that's my bread and butter right now. Uh, I know that you, you know me from the club one, five, two days. And, uh, of course with elite men's health and, yeah. uh, real passionate about, uh, about health. And I hope to, uh, get back in that one day, but right now my full-time thing is uh roof and nail. That's good. So how did you go from being the big boss of, um, one, five, two to, um, <laughs> owning elite men's health. Oh, wow. That's a, uh, I'll tell you, it started with the birth of my daughter. You know, I, uh, I, I knew that club 152 was, you know, you, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see, you know, how, how that affects everybody. I mean, there, most clubs last three years, club managers, I mean, they, they, they fall off like flies. It's, right. it's, it's a rough life, you know? Uh, but, when my daughter was born, I just, you know, there was a lot of times where my wife would be at home with my daughter and, you know, I'm at the club and it, I just knew that it was, it wasn't forever for me. You know, I just didn't want that. I, I wanted a different life for my family. So I just saved my money and, you know, decided to be an entrepreneur. I knew that I had to get out. I just didn't know how. And I was very successful at Club 152. Oh, you know, I, 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 I loved uh, everybody there. Uh, you know, I, I want to say that I love what I do, but, you know, we're not nocturnal. We're not supposed to, we're not designed to stay up all night and not get any sunshine. We're not designed to drink five nights. Out of the <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it was, you, you look at a picture of me, you know, when I was five years in and, you know, and I looked 50, my, my eyes were sunk into my head. 
And, and that leads to kind of how I got into elite. I started out as a patient. Well, what I was doing to my body was crushing my pituitary gland, you know, so had a few friends tell me about the business. I went and became a patient and just being the entrepreneur at heart that I was, I said, look, man, this is uh this is big business. And, and, and I want to get into it because I knew what it did for me. It was like it turned the lights back on. You know, if you're low, okay. if your testosterone is low, you're just not, you're not your best self. You're not, that that's your manhood. That's your get up and go every day, you know? So, um, started off as a patient, uh, knew that I had some money saved up, called, uh, uh, one of the best businessmen I knew, uh, in, in Arkansas, one of my best friends and said, Hey, I want you to come check this out. He said, Hey man, if you, if you believe in it, let's, let's give it a shot. And, you know, we hired some people a lot smarter than us, you know, medically trained, you know, uh, urologist and, a another nurse practitioner that, you know, that knew the, knew the medical side of it and opened a business, you know, and, it filled my love tank, if you will, you know, helping people, you know, I have over probably 20 people that's in the hundred plus, you know, pound club that's lost over a hundred pounds coming in and doing either one of, or a combination of a few things at, uh, what is now, I believe she calls it elite. Uh, she changed the last name. I can't, I, I have, I did see her she change changed, it. She changed yeah. the last name, but anyways, there's, there, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are still there the from when we started it. And, uh, but they, Man, it just, it helps, you know, if you got somebody, you know, looking over your day to day and uh, making sure that your hormones are balanced or whatever, whatever it is that you, whatever you're deficient in, uh, that, that was, uh, that really, I, I enjoy doing that, you know. I got you. Would you, um, would you ever consider going back into, um, the nightclub, nightclub life? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you to, to answer that question would, would always believe the first knee jerk reaction is, you know, hell no. You know, I would right. never put my family through that. I would never, uh, you know, being, being older now, being, you know, I, I ran club 152 from the age 30 to 40, roughly, roughly nine and a half years. You know, 45 is just different. You yeah, know I mean? for 40, sure. 45 with a, with a kid. And then, and now another, another child on the way, but I will tell you that, you know, there's not much I won't do to provide for those kids. So I last, I get, I'm going to get my years confused, but right before COVID, I had gotten a phone call <laughs> and I'd gotten a phone call from some investors. Uh, I won't, I won't name a bunch of people because I don't know, you know, how much of these stories they want, yeah. want told. But anyways, they called me and they said, look, we're going to, we want to, we want to buy that club, you know? And I said, well, that's congratulations. You know, that's a big. That's a, that's a big purchase. And, uh, I want to say that at the time, you know, club one, five, two was already special events only. And they were sell, you know, I believe turkey legs or drinks off of that little outside. Yeah, outside bar. You couldn't go in. So it had already, it was basically a shell of itself anyways. Right. And, uh, I think these guys had gotten a, you know, like a, an offer they couldn't refuse. Well, in turn, they called me and, and gave me an offer. I almost couldn't refuse in November when the roofing business was really slow. And, uh, I'd went to my partner and I said, look, I don't want to quit roofing, uh, or, you know, construction because I feel like this is going to be part of my life forever, but I have an opportunity to go back into this industry and, 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 and if it works, I, I mean, I could be literally set for life. I mean, it was that kind of opportunity. Oh, wow. So to, there's a couple of different answers to that question. You know, if it, it would just have to be something that would, you know, change my life 
financially quick. Yeah. You know, I couldn't go, I couldn't, I couldn't sign a 10 year contract or something. You know I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything like that because I, I know it's not a, it's not a long game. Yeah. You know, it's not a, it's not an old man's game. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, there's only one Wilbur Hensley, you know, there's only one. And, and I was going to, you know, I told you I'd wrote some notes down and a few things I wanted to mention. Because I knew one five two would come up, I knew that elite would come up. You know, I wanted to yeah. shout them out. Uh, you know, wish Tina the best at what she's got going on. And but Wilbur is somebody that I mean, you've just got to get in here. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I, when I tell you, I mean, there he he is. Uh, I mean, he's a movie. You know, and I would even be interested in coming in with him just to hear that <laughs> to hear the story of that yeah. live. And uh, but yeah, there, there's only there's only one of him. Yeah. You know, he can, he can, he's going to do it till he's a hundred. He's yeah. he's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. And uh, but but I, I went to Vegas with him a few times and couldn't mm. keep up. So <laughs> damn. <laughs> so, so when I tell you, it's just uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool that you guys <clears throat> had top 100 nightclub. What was it? Three years or four? It years? was four years. Four in years a row. of y'all, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, wait a minute, like. I have a club in Memphis, you know, and I was like, holy shit, that's, that's huge. And then I started thinking, I was like, well, fuck, man, you got to think of all the D, de- all the different DJs you brought in and all the different events. He was come through there, I come through there and stuff. And I was just like, man, fuck, I guess this is, this is a fucking big deal. Well, it was, it, it would, it would start at the top 25. It's all, it was all based on gross sales. So if you weren't a $40 million a year club, you couldn't get in the top 10. Now I'm butchering the numbers, obviously. Right. So. We were actually tenth in in nightclubs in the United States that was in our revenue, but oh, we were just okay. so. But the ones out in Vegas, I mean, they're doing fifty million dollars a year. You, yeah, there's only so much you can do if you got a budget like that. It's hard to compete with. But I still remember uh, writing the uh, filling out the form online, and you had to you had to, you had to write a few paragraphs on why you felt like you deserved to be on the top list. And what I talked about is like, look. You know, we got live music 365 days out of the year. True. You know, two to 3,000 people in and out on any given Saturday night. We're open seven days a week. We have a full restaurant. The diversity is something. It's the original social media where you can just interact with, I mean, all walks of life, really. You know, you might have a celebrity in there one day, and you yeah. might have somebody that had to beg you to get in, and they got $2 to get a drink, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it was... uh and they, I don't remember exactly how they responded, but when I did get my response, you could tell that they really appreciated the fact that, you know, legendary, you know, Bill Street. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, what else can you say? Bill Street, yeah. you know, Elvis, blues, rock and roll. And then to see that we had something that special to where you have dinner, you can go to the second floor and listen to hip hop. You can go to the third floor and get bottle service. I mean, it was just uh, the whole mix of it, you know, so. Do you think that Memphis or Bill Street's missing out by not doing more of what you guys did? I think that Bill Street misses the opportunity for to working together. Yeah. Uh, give you the example. You go somewhere and you have $5 million worth of purchasing power. You get treated a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if all of them together, if they got $50 million worth of purchase. Now, the Bill Street Merchants Association, I mean, John Shivers and all them guys, they do, they do a great job but this. Right underneath him, there's all these members that that own individual parts of the street. Yeah, and and, and when I say there's there's there was there's, there were some I can't speak for now. I hadn't been there in years, right? Mm-hmm. But there were some 
people that if it made me a dollar, if that meant making you another dollar, I don't want to do it. Mm. And I've heard that direct. I mean, not that exact quote. Yeah. But I've, I've been in a meeting where, cause I was always, let's come together. Let's come together. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I got to sit in on some of the merchants meetings and it was, uh, it was impressive, but that's what I feel like Bill Street was missing. There was always this divide between between the owners, you know. And yeah. Every success I ever had was joining forces with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. connecting to somebody that ran the FedEx Forum. Or one of my first relationships was uh, Nick Harmeyer when he was oh, yeah. <laughs> working at the Redbird Stadium, and then I later on about the Redbirds, and then later, well, he that that was uh that was the moment I realized that. I was going to be friends with Nick Carmichael the rest of my life. I called him and I said, Hey man, I don't have a bunch of money. You know I mean? I was an assistant manager at the time. I said, but it's my dad's birthday. Dad's from a small town. He's never done, you know, big, big, you know, Nick gave us a free room. Nice. But he snuck us in. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the thing with Nick. Nick was like, so, you know, I, you know, I trash Nick all the time and people are like, well, that's your, fr- that's your best friend. What the fuck? I was like, oh, don't worry. That's it's what cool. we do. It's cool, right? That's how we show each other. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, Nick, I got some people I want to get in. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I got you. And then, like, I was like, you got the sickest? Oh, no, I got you, man. Just, just, just wait one second. Like, you know, so I was like, okay, go now, go now. I'm like, what the fuck? Are we? And we're literally, like, running into, like, the zoo or we whatever. Had, we had kids with us, so it was a little, you know, it wasn't like yeah. we were all grown. Uh, but he, you know, the, the waters came later, the nachos came Yeah. <laughs> I think he might have went and got some extras from somewhere else. But, I mean, anyways, it, uh, you know, the, the, the power of those relationships down there when they work together is, is unstoppable. You know, I know that, uh, Midtown, I know that they're doing a good job over there uh, mm-hmm. for Memphis. And, and I think that they all realize, Hey man, you know, you're my neighbor. Let's, let's stick together. And it's, it's, it's a lot smaller, but I think that Bill Street, I mean, if they were, if they were able to do that and come and agree on something, you know, that, that would just help a lot. Yeah. I think they got to realize that there's money for everybody to be made. And also, it's not only the people here that you have to worry about. You can have like people from out of town coming as a destination. Kind of like when you go to like New Orleans or something, you're going to go to Bourbon Street. And, you know, it's not just like bar, you know, some random shit or whatever. It's You've all got packed, corporations you know. that want to come here for their for their yearly meeting. You've yeah. got uh, the tourism from all over the world. You know, mm-hmm. Elvis, Elvis is still played on a lot of radio stations every single day in other yeah. countries. It's still it's like Justin Timberlake. And he's yeah. Being, you know, so they come here looking for his home. Yeah, looking for the street he was on. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, it's 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 a beautiful thing, and it's. I mean, it, I think it'll. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, you know, but I would. I will hope that uh, you know, those guys just come together. Mm. I remember when I was working at Alfred's? Um, there was this Elvis. Like, you know, this one, I forget the guy's name. He was telling stories about Elvis. Is it literally you walk in? Well, it's you know rented out and stuff, but they're sitting on on the stage. And telling stories about Elvis and inside on stand, sitting on chairs and stuff like the dance floor and stuff were like all these like four, like, you know, people from overseas and stuff. And I remember that this couple was from I don't know, I can't remember where they were. but They were like, I have to get in there. We have to get in. I was like, sorry, it's, you know, it's a private event. She's like, yeah, that's where we that's where we came to Memphis for this event. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to go next door to Dyer to make sure everything's okay. And I, what you do then is, you know, up to you. So they just, you know, they casually snuck in and, you know, they thanked me for like, they were there for the whole week and they thanked me like every time I saw them, they were like, oh, thank you so much, man. We truly appreciate that. We was, those are stories we'll never would have heard. And, you know, so people really do appreciate stuff like that, like you said, man. And it's just one of those things like when 
And I do remember this vividly from working on Beale that you had this club that wanted this, but you had this other club that wanted this, and they would never fucking work together. They just didn't want to because I'd rather make $50 by myself and you make $50 instead of us making $100 together, right? And, and I mean, you know, I don't know how it is down there right now because obviously, like you said, you know, it's been years. Yeah, yeah, you know it's we're been older years. now and stuff, but like I do think – with all this new development going on downtown and stuff like that, it's going to start changing into where every, everyone's going to work together because, you know, it's going to be a lot of new blood coming onto Beale, you know, and I don't know, like, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of people, young ass people with a lot of, a lot of money that are going to start investing on those, in those things, you know? Yeah, for sure. If Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, you used to work at 152, right? Mm-hmm. I worked there before you got there. No, I worked, I'm yeah. going to tell you, I, I mean, I distinctively remember you before I ever worked there. See, I came to 152 while I was uh, living in Jonesboro. And I remember thinking it was the coolest thing to get up to the third floor. You yeah. know, a lot, a lot of the things that I'd done at, at 152 that was successful, I just I mean, when I when I got there, Jason Ralph used to pass out wristbands in the street. They mm-hmm. they just took it away when he left. You know, they they took that away. So I I was I pieced a little bit of all of it from my experience when I went there. But yeah. I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you were the one that wrote us up on the elevator. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know if you were, knew that yeah. I remembered you the, from back yeah. then. I, yeah, I didn't know. But yeah, that was like you know that was one of the things. Wilbur was like, hey, let let great story of Wilbur. So before I forget it. <laughs> so I'm working the door. So remember how we had the second door over there, but the main door is, mm-hmm. and you had, um, I worked that door. And before that door was available, we just used the little, the hole right there to get to the elevator. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that's where I would stand. And so Wilbur come down the steps. He goes, Hey, Raul. I was like, yes, sir. He's like, for the next, oh, I don't know, one hour, let nothing but girls up here, upstairs. This is when we had the second floor. I was like, I can do that. He's like, all right, sounds good. Then get to it. I was like, all right. And, I was like, hey, guys, you heard my boss. And, you know, it's be like all these people in line trying to get up there. I was like, sorry, guys, girls only. Uh, and these women would be like, um, yeah, um, I'll be back, honey. Are we going to go to this party? And, yeah, and these you'll dudes. Find you'll, you'll find out how strong your relationship and these, is. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, these dudes would literally wait. And they're like, you could just tell they want to beat my ass because they're just staring at me. And they're like staring. They're just standing in front of me for like an hour, you know, like hour and a half. And then finally, we came down. All right, let them up. $40 each and let them have fun. I was like, all right. And the guy was like, $40, $40. I'm like, but my wife is up there. I was like, $40 to go get her back. I was like, I was like, you know what? Apparently she don't give a fuck about you, man. And you know, that was just, but yeah. Um, Wilbur was good at, you know, he, he, he knew, he knew what the party needed. You know, he was, uh, he, you know, he could react pretty fast. You know, if you get like with the shadows, <clears throat> if you had, you know, guys on top of guys on top of guys showing up, you know, that they're not going to stay. You know, so there would be some adjustments made, obviously, but yeah, I've got a, I've got a thousand Wilbur stories, but I'll, <laughs> I'll save that for when we come back and do yeah, that. for sure. <laughs> what, um, who is like the most, I don't know, influential or famous person you ever met either at one five two or like in your personal life? Outside uh, I always tell the story like now that, uh, when I talk about it, it's like talking about the glory days to, you know, I go out, talk to family or friends yeah. and they always want to hear another story. And I always tell them there was at least five times that I could have broke the lead story on TMZ, probably with video footage to back, <laughs> you know, with with you know with uh, with famous people involved. I would say the I say the richest was uh, Mark Cuban. Really, he came nice. in there. Yeah, I have a a fun story about him, but you know, 
<laughs> yeah, we're just, yeah, sounds uh, good. <laughs> and uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. You know, yeah, uh, that was uh, that was a big one. You know, and and, and these are people, Mark. I, I I don't even believe I was there that night, but you know, Kobe Bryant, I, I got to interact with. You know, he 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 wanted a a floor. He wanted a he wanted privacy on a Tuesday. You know, you come in there and the third floor is not even open. He yeah. had his little group of friends and he's literally sitting on the first floor on a Tuesday. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's a band going on. Not and, much. And he's, he's Kobe Bryant sitting over there in the corner. Wow. You know, it's just it, it was surreal and it still is to me. I still have some uh, some good pictures. Uh, Justin Timberlake, obviously, I mean, you know, everybody's probably had a Justin Timberlake yeah. story or yeah. two. Well, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel had their family Thanksgiving on the third floor. They had their like their family get together. They uh, blocked off one side of the club and had their had oh, their. That's had, cool. Uh, it was yeah, it was pretty surreal. I can't remember the guy's name. I think it was Ray, a guy that used to handle Justin Timberlake, but he was good friends with Wilbur and he brought that party to us. Okay. But that was there's there's a bunch of them, you know. But those those three or four kind of stand out, uh, you know. That I was just like, oh, what Horace Gracie. Uh, came to the club, and I know to a lot of people that's not a big deal. But yeah. to being, us, being, yeah. a, being a teenager taking taekwondo, being obsessed with that videotape of the USC when it came out, yeah. And and he was a you know he was a when I seen him walking down the street, I mean, and was able to get him in. And now, uh, the Chilcut and Aldridge, Aldridge, Jason Aldridge, they have him a lot oh, out, there, wow. out there at the school. But that's awesome. Because didn't uh, uh, Chilcut get his black belt from him originally? Or something uh, like that? I, I believe so. I don't 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 get me to, to quote yeah. his lineage, but I know that he's very. Uh, I know that he's affiliated with that school somehow. Because uh, I saw on Facebook that he just tested for his fifth degree back belt. Wow, that's, with the Gracies, what so. an accomplishment! I know, right? I was like, damn, one is hard enough as it is. You know? I, I think that it's always a Gracie that, mm-hmm. that that tests them, but I think when you get up that high, oh, I think, it's I probably think, like I think maybe horse yeah. comes in. And but I, like I said, I'm not for sure. I know that uh, Jason just recently got his. Oh, nice. First degree black belt. So how'd you get started in the club industry? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, well, I came here from Jonesboro, Arkansas, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, had kind of gotten a point to my life where, you know, Hey, I needed a, I needed a change. Friend of mine showed up, said, Hey, uh, Colton Steakhouse is hiring. You know, I'd been, I'd been a, uh, kind of a lead at another restaurant. Yeah. Uh, was a, was a server. That was my first job in college was waiting tables. He said, hey, Colton's is hiring. I went down there in shorts and a T-shirt. Didn't realize he had an interview set up for me. He mm-hmm. said, I go and I meet with the district manager, and she said, I, I want to hire you. I'd like you as an entry-level manager, but the job is in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Okay. So uh, this is how far you know we go back. I mean, Justin Hamlet shows up with, oh, a, with a box truck. God, we, 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 load, we load a box truck, truck up, and I drive to Memphis and start working at Colton's. Well, Every Sunday, Goose and Danny would come in. That was oh, the okay. that was their ritual. I mean, Sunday they'd come in, they'd you know have the have a couple of drinks, I guess recoup from the from the weekend of what was one five two. And I just got to talking to to them quite a bit. We well, come in. He said, "Man, your staff here is amazing." He said, "You would you ever consider you know coming downtown?" And I said, "I don't really know anything about t- downtown. I went there a few times when I was in college." He said, "Well, I've got something to open it up." Let me, you know, come down and let's let's interview, and I'll, I'm going to introduce you to uh, Bud Chittum. <laughs> so, so I went down there, and, and funny story, the first time I went down there, he said, "Look, man, 
there's this guy that's leaving BB Kings and he's got all this Bill Street experience and I'm pretty sure he's going to get this job, but I wanted to interview you anyway. And that turned out to be Jason Ralph. Oh, wow. So he, he, he got hired, uh, with that company one year before I did. Mm -hmm. And then I guess somebody else was leaving. Uh, what was his name? Josh. Josh Huckabee, I believe, was leaving at the time. He, oh, yeah. He, he was going Green to Beetle? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know he used to work down there. Yep. Yeah. That was kind of who I, I guess, replaced originally. Oh, okay. And he, I think he went to work on a cruise ship. But anyway, shout out to Josh and Green Beetle. Yeah. You know, good folks. But uh, so I, he came back a, a year later, and I'd, I'd gotten my real estate license. Mm-hmm. And that was the big market crash. That was a year oh, of the market okay. crash of real estate. Like, yes, got out. I escaped the restaurant industry, and then I was in it for. I was in real estate for a year. And he called me. He said, "You wouldn't happen to be looking for a job, would you?" And I said, "Actually, I am." Mm -hmm. He said, "Come down, and this time you are going to meet Bud Chittam." And man, that was a that that was that was a you know rest in peace, man. That that guy there, he's just he was something else. Yeah. You know, I learned so much from him that I apply in any industry that I go into. You know, so shout out to him and his family. Uh, and I went and met back with Goose. And he said, "How'd it go?" I said, "Ah, he had me tell a joke. I I'm sure I messed it up. I mean, that was one of his things <laughs> yeah, when he interviewed. Yeah. He's like, tell me a joke. You know, he just wanted to try to loosen it up, I yeah. guess, a little bit, but." He uh he started telling me about the the history of the the club and who the owners were. Of okay. course, he told me about Wilbur, and I'd done a little bit of my own research, you mm -hmm. know, on who these people were, and that excited me to be able to work for somebody directly underneath them, mm -hmm. you know, that that had accomplished so much. And I mean, I accepted the job, and you know, the rest is history. Wow. You know, so what did that place used to be? It it's been a few things. Uh, from my, uh, from what I've been told and showed and things that I've found in the club, I know that it was a battered women's shelter a long oh, time really? ago. Wow. And uh, I know, I want to say maybe Herbie O'Mell or somebody like that had it had it as a club mm -hmm. restaurant at first with just one floor, and then they came. I, I don't remember the exact story, but rest in peace. Shout out to him and his family, too. Uh, he uh, actually shared a uh, an office right across from me. With oh, Bud okay. for a year. I don't know if you know Herbie and his family. I don't think so. Another Memphis legend. Really? Yeah, he, yeah, he, good stuff. You know, and th th those guys were really nice to me when they didn't have to, you know, have to be. Yeah. Herbie and, and Bud. And um, I don't know, man, the, the rest is history, but that's how I ended up down there. It was just meeting Goose and Danny at Colton Steakhouse when, you know, they were, they were regulars of mine at, yeah. at Colton Steakhouse and they were, they recruited me downtown. It's amazing how life works, man. Just be nice. You're probably good to them. You know, you're like, hey, guys, Man, how you doing? I, good to see you again. Blah, blah, blah. This conversation was, you were having with them. Like, this guy's really pleasant. Uh, what's the word? Pleasure, whatever. Personable. Personable, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'll, I'll be honest. They they are. And, uh, you know, Goose is, is real, real, real good at that. You know, mm -hmm. but I was I was intrigued, man. I mean, to hear them talk and to to, to know the revenue that, that the place has generated yeah. and, uh, you know, Bill Street. I mean, I just... I fell hook, line, and sinker, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't yeah. have a clue. I, but the, the one thing that I did know was people are people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you treat them right, and and I'm, I'm just a you know, all of my success was because of other people, but it was yeah. because I treated them right, so they took care of me. You know, that's awesome. Now you said you're from Jonesboro. I, I'm from Malden, Missouri, or, or the Boot Hill of Missouri. Was born and raised, and uh, I went to college at. Three Rivers Community College in Popper Bluff. I got my associates and then moved to Jonesboro. Okay. Did you know Jeremy Thacker when he lived there? I I knew of him. Okay. You know I knew of him and I I knew him 
better from conversations of other people than I knew him personally. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an interesting guy. I mean, I've been trying to get him on here for the longest time. He told me he'll do it. It's just, it's just nailing that guy down is really good hard. luck. <laughs> him, him and Matthew have kind of turned into being. They're actually good friends of mine yeah. now. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, we we worked a claim together. They had some issues with okay. their house, and they just because you know, I, I want to say that getting out of the club business into you know, the medical clinics and then having to go into roof and nail, man, I can't say enough about the friends that I've built all along the way. Just yeah. follow me, whatever I do. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was one of my biggest claims real early on in the, in the, in the, in, in, in that career. Mm-hmm. And you, it just, I mean, I can't just say, I can't say enough about those guys, yeah, man. They're, they're just amazing. Constantly doing something for somebody else. Uh, I mean, all you think you ain't heard from anybody in a while that, Hey man, how you doing? Yeah, they're going yeah. they're going to call and check on you. How can I help you? I seen your post on Facebook. How can I help? How can mm-hmm. I help? Just thankful to thankful to call them guys friends, man. Yeah, they, uh, we met him through Rick McCracken one Sunday. We were downtown at Goose, and Rick's like, "Hey, do you want to join a barbecue team?" We're like, "Okay, sure." We've always talked about it. This is like 2011. He introduces to Thacker or Jeremy. He's like, oh, I don't have a team, but we can start one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, what's your team called? That's that's it. That's that that's them. They they they're, they man. I don't know if you follow them close on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, those horses that they have, those that beautiful stallion looking yeah. gypsy cobs. I believe they. Yeah, that's what it's called. They told me when I was talking to him, I was you know because I always ask him what's up and what's been going on, you know. And, and he's like, oh well, we bought this um, farm horse farm up in Ireland, yeah. so. Now they ship the horses from Ireland to Australia because then I have a big following in Australia too because mm-hmm. they had to have something closer, I guess, for the horse travel or something like that. And he was, I was like, so wait, you have a farm in Ireland, Australia? He's like, yeah, LOL. <laughs> I was like laughing. I was like, dang, man. So it was like, so your fr- your primary business now is the horses? He's like, oh, yeah, by far. Like, well, the dogs, too. There's- yeah. <clears throat> well, the, the, I can tell you, I mean, I don't know which is which is more, but I, I know that uh, they have to spend a lot of time on pride staffing. Mm-hmm. You know, that staffing company with right now with the, you know, way everybody's losing jobs and switching industries. I know a lot of people have leaned on them to uh, kind of reconnect them to another, to another job, which yeah. – there's uh, there's business in that, and there's a lot of philanthropy in that as well. But I, I know that they've been uh, super busy with that. They've got the the dog kennel there in Collierville. I know they do well with that, and I, I think yeah, the horses. <laughs> you know, I think they got somebody full time that lives right there close. That, yeah. That's all they do is work on those horses. Yeah, I think those people from England. I yeah, think, uh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. they they brought them. They're like, hey, well, you know, we're gonna do this. Would you guys be willing to move to America and do it for us there? And and the guy was like, "Okay," and you know, he picked I up his I family. I wish I remember that family's name, but I, but shout out to them because I I remember we were we were replacing the roof, and you know, I've got twelve or fourteen workers there, and there's these little kids running around walking horses, and 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 I'm talking working. You know, yeah. they're probably nine or ten years old, and I was like, "Jeremy, who who are those kids?" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, I might need them to come come fire up my workers yeah. I mean, but I, you know being from another country and they're probably raised you know around them horses but i was really impressed uh i knew like chris or something like that i That's think it is chris name. yeah um i'm trying to pull it up right now on facebook uh the, I, the guy's name is chris i do remember that yeah but good people yeah they I, are nice i've, I I've brought, met him a couple of times well i've brought a i brought a group of, of kids and employees out there one time they let me come out there and uh was uh you know the the kids got to 
feed the camel and <laughs> take a picture with the zebra yeah. and, and 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 he brought out this monkey and and i mean it just it's a it's an it's a magical house to yes. be honest with you i i worked there for almost a month i felt like because we had to do some remodel stuff as well and every day you just show up and there's some new big beautiful stallion running across the, the field with the sunrise yeah. and it's just a beautiful i mean and, and they're beautiful people man yeah. they're, they're they're good family yeah uh that you know their son that rowan i know you if you yeah. if you if you have yeah. a facebook you can't not know who <laughs> i mean that guy i told him i was like when's his show man he's he's adorable yeah and just, he's, he's definitely got a personality yeah. we um th- so the guy's name is chris shackleton and his wife's name is katie Oh, okay. Katie Baker. Right. Yeah. yeah I was like, man, I know, I know it's going to be on Thacker's page somewhere. Cause he's always tagging them and stuff. Um, but yeah. Um, so Thacker hit me up the other day about a girl. He was like, do you know this girl? And I was like, oh yeah, she's friends with, she has a baby with this guy named Wes. And they're like, yeah, we don't know the people here. We just know the kids. <laughs> Cause there was like some <laughs> kid's birthday party. I was like, he's like, oh yeah. Okay. And that was the story. He was like, okay, well. I'm gonna make sure my kid is okay because I don't know the adults. Me and Matthew are just gonna hang out together, I guess. So it was like, damn, you had a party and you don't know the kid. Just Have you kid. ever been to one of their Christmas parties? Oh um, yeah, dude, they're awesome. Wow, yeah, yeah that, that's an event. That that that's something we talk about pre-COVID. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like yeah, it's like remember back before COVID. There yeah, there'd be these really cool parties in Collierville. They're well, definitely Gatsby. Yeah. Well, yeah. I asked, I asked Tony, I was like, Hey, you talked to Thacker about the party. This was, you know, for last year. He's like, Oh yeah. I talked to him. He said he's not going to do it because, you know, flying in the, the, the entertainers and all that stuff, just too much liability and stuff like that. So well, it was more it. that he didn't know if people would, uh, back out and you would have to put down money. So it's like, it, it's just, a, you know, it's not really worth it right now to do I personally it. lost some tickets to Florida. I had a trip to Florida planned and really like, oh, got to cancel those. So yeah. I can't imagine a, several thousand dollar event putting that well, on the line like, um I, I just what i do know is when they do do it again it's going to be even bigger than it used to be because now, now they have to make up for the year lost you know right. like and matthew's gonna be like yeah over the top over the, yeah because he's already over the people top. walking on stilts <laughs> yeah. and zeep. i mean it, yeah it was it was it was it was amazing so i always see uh and i've always known this about you that you're very um you, you you know you love helping people mm-hmm. you know that's one of your that's one of your passions is to help as many people as you can and i just want to give you a you know a shout out on that i and appreciate that it just you know you know you always go out of your way like when we had the snowstorm last week you know you were out there pulling people out and doing whatever you could to help people you know and then i just i you know and on facebook i would see people charging like the shitload of money to pull people out and just because they had a four-wheel drive truck they were you know and this little mom couldn't get out i mean she got stuck or whatever you know like what were your thoughts on seeing like price gouging and people do take advantage of the situation on facebook well i mean i i can i can talk about both sides of it i, I mean i know that you know for example you might have a i mean i know people in the tow tow business that uh they don't always have toes, you know, and and it's when, when they get an opportunity, they're like, look, I've got this $60,000 truck that I'm out. I'm out working at night. And and, and a lot of it is supply and demand, too, because mm-hmm. if you if you if you're not charging a little bit more, you, you find out who's 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 serious, you know, and now price gouging for, you know, whether it's like the I had several opportunities to try to resell gloves and masks when COVID first first hit. And I said, man, I. I would rather make some money some other way and then maybe donate some masks. <laughs> yeah. you know, I didn't want, I don't want to, I didn't want to get into, to, you know, selling something out of fear, you know, taking advantage mm-hmm. of people. But I also get it. Some of these, some of these people, maybe 
hadn't made any money in the last two months. You know, a lot yeah. of a lot of tradesmen during the winter or it's it's famine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not there's not a lot to do if you're not able to ju- adjust. Luckily for me, I was able to do a little bit of both. You know, I mm-hmm. uh, got this new guy working with me, longtime friend Michael Sheldon, who one came to town with a pressure washing business. He's like, Hey man, I, you know, I want, I want your help. I want to do this together. I see what you're doing. I want to, I want to sell some roofs, but I also want to pressure wash, you know? Well, you know, he wakes up and it's covered in snow. He he's calling me going, Hey, I want to work. You know, mm-hmm. uh, another one of my employees in Hernando, Greg Stevens, he said, man, I want to work. You know, he said, these parking lots are full. People are showing up. Can we, can we do something? Well, we don't personally own a skid steer, but guess what? Every, you know, we do con or we sub concrete work. We know that they have skid steers. We're calling them up and we just turned, we give other businesses opportunities. So there was some charging. I mean, we yeah. worked, uh, Pfizer, uh, Macy's, Kroger. We got all these big accounts. I mean, you're talking two or three skid steers, four or five hours. I mean, that's not free, but somebody that I know is in a ditch. Yeah. I'm going to go get them out of the ditch, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and it reminded me. A story that I heard, and, and I'm an emotional guy. You got to forgive me if I get a little choked up. <clears throat> yeah, it's just who I am. You just anybody that knows me knows that. But my grandpa's funeral, I'll never forget. They talked about uh, how there was a big snowstorm, and they said that there was no two tow companies in the in the state that pulled out more cars because he lived on this big dead man's curve in Vegas, Missouri. Shout out Vegas, Missouri. Uh, a little small town where I, my dad's side of the family's from. And that stuck with me. The the preacher talking about how he was always, you know, helping somebody, you know, if they needed it. Now he got up and worked hard. He had seven kids to, to feed. Don't get me wrong. If you're, if you're buying some of my crop or buying some of my catfish, I got to charge you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to something like that, to, to, to help a neighbor, you know, I, I made a post saying, love thy neighbor. You know, it's just, I think we're better you know, if if we can do that, you know, yeah. if we just learn how to love one another, you know, everybody is so triggered right now and it's all about divide and who are you with and who are you, what, what's your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, politics, uh, religion, race, it, it, it's so easy to trigger people mm-hmm. and, and, and there's money in people being upset, yeah. you know? So I just try to put good vibes out when I can you know, I can't go full time philanthropist and just give it away. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've been guilty of that. I've I probably gave more away than I could. Yeah. You know, and uh, but man, it, I've had a bunch of people that have came to me after the fact, and it just keeps driving me. They're like, "You remember that one time? That one? That one? That one moment where you just said the right things?" I've, I've, I've and I, uh, shout out to. Cindy Wilson and Destiny uh, that used to work for me at Club 152 and Elite, they had this book made for me. Mm-hmm. And it was just literally, it was pictures of friends, and then they all, they, they just kind of told a story about me or a thank you or, or you know, just, it, it's one of my most prized That's possessions, awesome. you know, yeah. and I just take a lot of pride in being that guy. Now I'm not perfect. And mm. there's, there's just as many, you know, I mean, I'm sure somebody could come on here next week. And be like, let me tell you something about <laughs> Kelly Potter. Let me, let me tell you about this. One I heard time. that podcast. And no, no, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not here trying to misrepresent myself as being perfect my whole life. But when it comes to, to helping people, there's just something in me that's always been that way that it, it, it literally it does. It does fill my love tank to help others. You know, that's, that's, my feet hit the ground, of course, for my wife and child, yeah. children first. 
But if I'm out and about and and it and I have to sacrifice a little bit, but I know that it's going to help that person tenfold. Mm-hmm. I mean that but the butterfly effect of that. You know, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about how is that person going to go home and treat their kid now. Mm-hmm. It's just how I, it's just it's just how I am. Yeah, you know, I coach kids softball in Hernando, and that was a big a big uh, transition for me slash bucket list thing that I always wanted to do is, is coach my kid in, in softball and, and, and doing that you're working with all these other kids you know I see them two or three years later and their parents still come up to me like you just don't understand mm. what that year done for my kid you know who you were to them and what that means to them now man you know I live forever through that kid yeah. now you know yeah. that's how yeah. we that's forever life you know if you affect a kid and then they're still when they're an adult they're, they're interacting with their kid the way you interacted with them you know, I mean, it's just that's good. I'm, I'm a I'm a weirdo when it comes to stuff no, like it's that. Kind of like what you were saying earlier about how, like, you know, you do something for somebody and it can just, you know, pass on and pass on and pass on. You know, it's just uh, that's a good way to live your life. Like, do good things and good things will happen, and you know, you have that spider web effect of it. It's also yeah. like you don't have to do something just to see what you get in return for it. You know, just do something because it's the right thing to do. Sometimes, you know, all the time, pretty much. But, you know, th- that's what I was asking because, you know, I saw some people that were, you know, just charging at the frame. And I was like, uh, I mean, this one guy got, got got into a Facebook argument about it. Why and, are you still fighting with people? No, no, no. no, 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 no. I mean, y'all, y'all have a podcast. A little, <laughs> yeah. bit, a little bit of that equals views, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if they're on there triggered arguing with Raul, yeah. that means it's going in their feed. And they, they're paying you, essentially. So just don't take it personal. Yeah. And, you know, I was just like, man, fuck you. And they're doing this and this. And, and he was just like... He was like, keep my motherfucking name out your mouth, bitch. I was like, Dang. fuck you. You're fucking trying to rip people off out of here. They're just trying to get some food. Ah. And then uh, our friend, uh, he ha- made him delete the post because his restaurant was, he tagged the restaurant in there as he was doing this. And he, I was like, nah, it's not. I was like, I know for a fact that our friend does not know that what you're trying to charge these people because he's not, he doesn't go down like that. It's fucking Josh. You know, and Josh always helps people. And Josh, when Josh saw that, because his manager um, got on there, was like, "Hey, we just letting everybody know that we, as a restaurant, are not oh, charging for delivery. Yeah. It's this is all. <laughs> so yeah, you guys have a good day. The end. You know. And then when Josh found out, they made him delete it. But you know, I mean, he was trying to charge twenty dollars to go like a mile. <sighs> and, and and not that this is why you do it, but I I promise you, like. You know, like I mean, it's no secret. I live in DeSoto County right now, and and one thing I'll tell you is, they don't forget. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't forget that. And you, yeah. you and, and if you you might be you might be great no matter what. You might have a strong enough brand that you can survive any anything. But I'll tell you, if you're counting on repeat business from locals from 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 a community, and, and you're out there gouging people, they're, they're, I mean, they're going to remember that the next. You know, I mean, this this ain't going to last forever, yeah. right? And th- that'll be etched in their mind, mm-hmm. you know. And, and like I said, that's not why you do it, but that that'll be that'll get taken care of. You, yeah, you, you can rest assured that just as many people that went up there and said, "Okay, well, I you charged me twenty five bucks to bring me my sandwich, yeah. man." What's, that's that's pretty crazy. I told you I didn't have a car, you know. What I mean, like, but uh, it. it It'll it'll pay it'll pay right. they'll, they'll, they'll pay for it. And you know what's funny is that everybody was on my side that on that thing is like, man, you just you know they were calling him a douchebag and all that kind of stuff. And you know I never once cussed at him or call him a name or anything. I just thought what you were doing was wrong. And you know, and then um, it, it it's gonna definitely 
linger with him because then I saw he asked somebody how much was he charging to pull people out, and you know this guy. Man, um, I, I I might be the worst person you yeah. know with names. If I'm being honest, I you know I, I never forget a face mm-hmm. and I never forget right. a friend. But I may I mean I may legit forget you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially but, when I was know, at the club. He asked he asked this guy how much he was he charging. He was like, man, I'm not charging. If I'm happening to be driving down the street and I see somebody on the side of the road that I could pull out, I'm gonna pull him out and be gone my way. You know. And he was like, well, you got, you know, you got to pay your insurance. He's like, it's my car though. You know? So you, you uh, he's like, I'm not going to argue with you. And I didn't say anything on that pose, but everyone's like, yeah, see, this is why you're a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. well, and, and, but that's like I said, right there, it takes care of itself. You know, he thinks he's promoting something to make money and he's going to make money. He's going to make a couple thousand bucks in those few days, but those people will never forget it. And they'll never call him unless he's the last option. Yeah. It's you know? like you just said, you help all these people and then say they need a new roof and they see you come and do, you're the first, oh they're going to be like, they're going to be like, Oh wait, my I, business. Are that, you the guy that helped us with the, when we were the, coming out of, cause I was a downtowner. I didn't live yeah. here, but I was a down, my network is Memphis. You know, I, right. I, I, built, I, you know, I, I built a real, real good network in a few years in Olive Branch when I worked at Colton's. A lot of those kids that were my servers are now business owners and we, we network and support each other. But, I built my network for 10 years, you know, club 152, you know, that those were my people. And a lot of those people supported me at elite. But then when you jump into, to roofing, it was like, okay, man, here we go again. Brand new. Everybody knew I didn't know anything about roofing. Yeah. They just trust Kelly Potter to hire somebody smart. And, but the uh, Hernando community, you know, just that one year of, kids sports and being around that and having that network and them getting to know me as that guy when that first tornado hit uh DeSoto County I mean it 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 changed my business forever but that obviously why I wasn't doing it but right. if you're out here doing the right thing and you, and you, and you and your your pe- people are people and you're taking care of people not all of them will take care of you mm-hmm. but enough of them will show up you know if yeah. if you if you've done the right thing for the most of your life that's just how I feel yeah what was your first uh dabble in entrepreneurship first dabble in entrepreneurship uh let's see grab bags and at a yard sale when i was 14 <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah uh so, so i mean the the first business i would say would be probably wholesaling cars that i did on the side i didn't have an llc i worked under a, a real good friend of mine john Lindsay's. uh but that was a and for years and years, I you know, would flip a car or two on the side. Yeah, you know, working even when I was working at Colton's, working at Club One Five Two. Somebody needed a car, I could take them to the auction. Had my name on the list. Mm. That was probably my first, what I would call something that was consistent. You know, for a yeah. long time. But then Elite Men's Health was the first one that you know was all ours. You know, from scratch. Now, how was it to take that by the bulls by the horn for that? Like, that's got to be a big. Well, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, you, I, I listen to a lot of the, uh, same podcasts and a lot of the influencers that y'all do, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Gary V. Yeah. I love that guy. And, you know, he, he'll say it like, you gotta, you gotta jump in. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was, I was just, I was, I'm a scared fighter. Like yeah. I, 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 as a family, me and my wife, we chose to, we, we sacrificed big time because for 14 months I worked five days a week at the club. Uh huh. 
And then I would work two days a week in Jonesboro, Arkansas. So I was working seven days a week. I was averaging about a day off a month for about 14, 15 months to get that thing off the ground. And uh, so I I don't know if I, you know, I say we and my wife jumped full because she just, they didn't see me. I missed a year of my kid's life. I mean, just just, just all there is to it, you know, but it was, luckily it was the year that she doesn't remember, Mm -hmm. but it was a sacrifice that me and my wife made. But that was the, I, so I didn't jump in full full force until the Memphis location, okay. you know, and I was, the writing was kind of on the wall at 152, you know, Wilbur was no longer the managing partner. He was still an owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they changed a bunch of things and it, the, the, it, it was just going to be tough to move forward like we were going, mm-hmm. you know, cause now, now there's, there's a new, new Boston town. Yeah. You know? So the writing was, was on the wall, but going into working and, and starting the one in Memphis was probably the first time that I'd say I just jumped off and grabbed the bull by the horns mm-hmm. and rode it as long as I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of people that want to do that, but they just don't know what steps to take. Like, there's always, they want to kind of have a safety net of, you know, a nine to five or a state, which is nothing wrong with that. But I think some people just have that spirit that is, they want to be, you know, a lone wolf. Right. Well, you you have a better opportunity now with the way technology is and the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, the power of the internet. I mean, uh, just you know, creating some content like what y'all are doing. I mean, that's it's man. I'm tip tipping the hat to you, and that big reason why I'm here today because I I support what you're trying to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm it's exciting to be here. Actually, you know, I've I'm a podcast nut. I yeah. listen to them day in and day out. Uh, and I mean, I've seen some of your content, and you know, you. You can create a business and not be, you know, not have to quit your nine to five mm-hmm. per se. You know, yeah. there's there's things out there that you can do, and it's a, uh, it's it's not something for the lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, if if there's those days where you you're like, ah, I just don't want to do nothing. I'd, I'd rather, man, you you don't get paid. Yeah, you know, but you got a nine to five, you might be able to skate through and take a sick day, and you got them pallet. When you're an entrepreneur, it's on you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> If you don't make it, there's nothing there to there's nothing to take home. I want to play y'all something. You may have seen I posted it the other day, okay. but uh, but you know it's like you said also, Kelly. You have to have the work ethic yeah, to be sure. to be your own boss to run your own business because you know I have a friend that you know he tried to do his own thing and he just didn't have the work ethic, so he went back to working where he was. You know, and they were they were more than happy to take him back. He was a great employee and stuff, but he just didn't have the drive to go out there and get that hustle like a lot of y'all do there's swings um you know there's big swings but it takes a tribe man it takes a like i said it takes for me it takes a combination of all all my people that that work with the company or the owners of the company or and and the and the people that have bared with me quite frankly throughout the years just trying to get better at this trade you know i I won't go into detail but when i remember i told you the the, the, the Thacker Roads claim. I mean, it was a, it was a big one. It was the biggest mm-hmm. one I'd ever had. I, I did have a, a third party uh, expert come in and, and handle most of it, but still, man, there was there were some things that you know, growing pains that they're like, yeah, I can kind of tell you've only. Been to- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matthew, bless his heart. There was one occurrence that he was. Uh, he, I I won't even. I, I'll let him tell it one time. All right, all right. But I, I literally, when I was walking, no, excuse my, my I'm playing footsies with you. <laughs> Uh, that, you know, we met and he just kind of shook his head and I, I I thought it was the end of the world. I thought that he said, ah, man, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. And one, one day, like I said, I'll, 
I'll let him, yeah. <laughs> him and Jeremy we'll, tell you. We'll get Jeremy out here and Matthew on here for sure. <laughs> but it was a moment where I knew that those people right there were somebody I wanted to have the rest of my mm-hmm. life. I was like, oh, if you're going to bear with me through this, you know, I got your back, you got mine. And that's what that's what's going to make us all succeed in this, man, yeah. just sticking together. Yeah. I mean, look at the network that 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 we have just from those bill street days just from the memphis if you and like you go down through your podcast and mm-hmm. i've seen some of the people that you got that I, same network i you know i interacted yeah. with them on a daily basis whatever we're all doing if we're supporting each other there's nobody that can stop us mm-hmm. and that gave me to reference back at the bill street thing you yeah. know kelly as 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 roof and nail is is only as strong as y'all's podcast sharing it or this friend tagging me when they see it. it's only a strong, I mean, yeah. you can spend, you can let Google have a third of your money and they'll, they'll make the phone ring. Don't, I mean, that, that's, you, that's one way, mm-hmm. but this organic way before, before Facebook, mm-hmm. before the internet, how did they do it? Yeah. How it, the small town, how, how, how did, how did they survive? They just took care of the people and the people took care of them. Yeah. It's like a buddy of mine. His dad owns, um, well, he's my friend's passed away now, but his dad owns uh advanced muffler and brakes. Mm-hmm. And, I talked to his dad back in the day and I was like, well, do y'all ever advertise? He's like, no, it's all word of mouth. And that's how we get everything out there. And that's, you know, that's how officially it started before social media. That was like you said, the social media, people talking and spreading. Well, there's the no better advertisement than a happy customer, Yeah, but there's nothing worse. There's at you, there's something you can't run out and that's a pissed off customer. Mm-hmm. If you make people <laughs> yeah, mad and don't, yeah. and don't now I've, I've pissed some people off in the roofing business. There's no, I mean, we're not perfect, mm-hmm. but when they call, my phone, I answer it. Yeah. You know, and I do my very best to, to get it right. Now yeah. you can't make everybody happy, but there, there's nobody going to say, well, you know, Kelly didn't give it his best effort. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, when I, when I called him in the middle of the night, leak popped back up, he answered the phone and he got me on the schedule. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just try to do, try your best to do good business, man. You know? But yeah, there was something that sparked my brain that you said when, and that's why I wanted to play. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Good morning to everyone. And look, I was thinking that maybe this morning there's some people that are maybe having trouble finding, finding that motivation to to push yourself. And, and if you're one of those people that's having trouble this morning, you know, really, really reaching inside and finding that motivation, I, I wanted to say to you, I want, I wanted to give you this message. My message is whatever. <laughs> You're not going to feel motivated every single day. No one does. Doesn't matter. Find your discipline. Go get some. Have a good Monday, y'all. Little secret. I, you know, I listen to stuff like that. And, it, I, you know, I'll be sitting over my coffee. Yeah. Going over my day at five in the morning. You, know, you put on some Jocko. <laughs> you ain't going to sit there long, you know. Yeah. Nah, he just, he just gets people pumped, man. And, you know, every day he posts that picture of his phone. And, I mean, his watch. And it's four. 431, 432, it's right around there somewhere. Are you, do you, did, did you ever know Jeremiah? I don't think he fought with D3. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, Jeremiah. He's, um, he works with him now. Yeah, yeah they he travels sure do. around. Yeah, they travel around and, and uh, they take big CEOs and, you know, get them right. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, the good is my favorite one. The 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 video good that he has, Jocko. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen that one. Um, I sent, it's funny. I was almost, it's funny that you brought him up because right before I, uh, right before I, got here i was on the phone with one of my workers and uh he he was sick for a couple of days the same one that got out there and got the snow money michael Shelton. Oh, okay and this is what i this is what i sent him before right before uh direct support it's one of my guys that worked for me he would he would call me up or 
pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally, one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem. And he said, I already know what you're going to say. I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say, good. And I said, well, yeah, when things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out. Good. Got beat. Good. You learned. Unexpected problems. Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out. Don't get startled. Don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well, then hell, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage go out on the attack. Woo! Man, that's <laughs> fucking awesome, man. That, yeah, that was really good. Man, you have to do this podcast standing up, man. <laughs> Damn shit. Yeah, it's Shout so true, though, man. Shout out to JP, man. Those God. guys. It's, you know, like, you have to... Like call out your inner bitch sometimes and be like, man, I can do this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't let these inside forces stop me from doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, as men, we we got shit to do. Yeah, you know, I, it, it, just like he, just like he said in that other one, it ain't. There's never gonna be a. It's never gonna be perfect. No, you know? and I think that's the thing with social media. Sometimes is people see what you post and they think, oh, everything's going good for that person. They don't realize it. He may not want to get up every single morning and show his fucking watch and do his workouts and all their shit. They just think like he's a machine. He's a human. Well, those those uh, Navy SEALs are they're a different breed. <laughs> it's not fair. Just, I don't think they're human. Oh god. But yeah, if that if something like I that don't that get clip. you fired, oh yeah, that was good. You, yeah, that's a good one right there. Yep, yeah, I want to say that uh, JP shared that with me a few years back, and I've I, I, I've shared it a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> I send it to people all the time. Like, hey man, it's what else can you say? You can yeah. sit there and feel sorry for yourself. And you say, good. You know what? I'm going to get up and give it hell anyways. You know, cause it's like, um, when we look at things, especially here, it's like, we have it so good in America compared to somebody in some other country. And I think that we get so comfortable, you know, and we just get in set in our ways and think everything's so bad. And we don't realize that, you know, we should be fortunate forward having these problems that we, we have and just deal with it and just move on, man. Like, like I said, don't get me wrong. There's issues that people have that are bad, but some of the stuff that people bitch and complain about is just trivial. Well, they it's like they, first world problems. My bad. Well, they need, uh, they need, uh, I mean, they need something to bitch about. Yeah. You know, they, that's, 
that, that they put too much energy into me. People deal with things, you know, differently, but my wife always, she, she gets on to me because she'll be telling me something, you know, like, Hey, you know, I've got this problem. I'm like, Hey, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and, and, and I know you can't just say that to anything and everything because there's some things you got to deal with, but yeah. The, the more time you sit and wait and, and dwell about it and be sad about it, it's, it's just time wasted on making yeah. th- You could have made things better, you know? And I like what he said about if you can say good, that means you're breathing. Hey, man, you got to change. somebody that, like we like I said, about even with the COVID stuff, like, there's people we know that passed away that wish they could be able to say mm-hmm. or even have these conversations we're having right now. We're on the right mm-hmm. side of the dirt today, man. Yeah. On the right side of the dirt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Big adrenaline dump after that would be hard to follow up, huh? <laughs> It's like, oh, we're going to leave you know now you on know, the podcast. Thank you, Brian. Jocko speaks. It's like, yeah, there ain't nothing else to say. That's but. really good. I like that. And, you know, there's probably going to be people out here or out there listening or, you know, that know who he is. And like, yeah, he's not like that all the time. You know, this is for video. Bullshit. Well, that's what he just said in his other thing, the, though. He was saying that not every day he wants to do that shit. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. But like, you know, it's just one of those things. But at least he's getting up and doing it right or whatever that's that the it goes back to that discipline thing we can sit here and bitch and moan but that and then but it we just don't want to do it right like i don't want to go out there and run five miles or whatever it is right but i know if i do it's gonna make me better and then when i run again it's gonna make me better so it's my time's gonna get better and better i mean or, I've, I've noticed that i mean you're someone who's had a journey you know you've went up and down back and mm-hmm. forth so you know i mean that that, that, whatever, whatever, wherever you were when they, when you said no, not no more, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going that other direction. That's, it, it's tough. You know, it's tough to find that you, you, you blame time, you make excuses. Oh, well, that's, that's 30 minutes. I can go home and see my kid or that's an mm-hmm. hour. But, but then you look at your screen time and you were on there five hours and you, you weren't doing research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were, were thumbing Facebook it's for like something to interact there's, with. There's a meme out there that says, oh, so we say no to an hour of a gym, but we'll binge Netflix for two hours or something like that. You know, as a thing like that. But like, it just you know, everyone has different priorities, and we just and we just have to go from there. You know, so I think the thing is, it's like you can do the Netflix, you can eat whatever you want, but if you're bitching and complaining about the situation you're in and not getting further in life. Then don't complain if you're not willing to make the changes to do the stuff. Eat sugar all day and then be mad about the inflammation yeah. in your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all do that, man. Come on. We like bread, right? <laughs> bread and sugar is the devil. You get that in there. If you can if you can manage yeah. to, <laughs> to regulate that a little bit, you'll be okay, I think. You know, it's kinda like you just said, like, you know, do a, eat eat whatever you want, you know, but like also just but then also get back on. Like you want to fuck up, fuck up. That's fine. Did you know? But don't you, fuck. Have you had Rick on here yet? Have you? No. Uh, I, I asked because I, I want to get him and Molly on here because mm-hmm. you know Molly does the professional uh, body. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And she has discipline. And you know when I did ask Rick, he, they were still working on Sundays, but now they don't work on Sundays. They're just working Thursday through Saturday. So I'm gonna try to get them on here soon. So I guess y'all have access to this place weekends only. Is that, is that what's going on? Well, Tony works till eight thirty. Usually Monday through Friday, and it's kind of hard to ask somebody to come at nine or something like that, you know. And it's then a podcast, man, you do that twenty four <laughs> hours a day. Yeah. Man. You should hear them doing it on planes and trucks. Yeah, and- but like you know, so usually I say either like um, a Friday night or you know Saturday anytime, Sunday anytime. It's just 
I feel like the weekend is more people are more available. That may have a little extra time on the weekends mm-hmm. to come do stuff than on than is during the week. Like you said, you know, a lot you know a lot of people will be friends with have families and you know and you know like Molly's probably not going to let her come over here on a fucking you know on Monday night at nine o'clock because then he's going to end up turning man, to something don't, else. Don't let any of our old folks get off the hook, man. They they need to come. They need to come support you, man. Give you uh you know give you give you a couple hours, man. It ain't, it yeah, ain't gonna, it ain't gonna hurt them. Don't let them lie to you. <laughs> So what what episode am I? 60, 64. 64. 64. 64. So what we got? Uh, Alex is next week. Friday, and then you and I did one last night, and then this one. One, oh, okay. one more, I could have been 65. That's the that's the initiative that just passed in Mississippi. That would have been cool. What is that? The uh, medical marijuana. Well, you know what? Oh. To be honest with you, this is technically because we did that fourteen point five with Kelly that I did with her. So mm-hmm. this technically is sixty five. Well, if you, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not a, you know, I'm. There, there's some close friends of mine that are that are heavily involved in yeah. in, in passing that initiative, and uh, so I, you know, I had to bring it up. But uh, guy's named Jonathan Brown. Mm-hmm. He led the uh, he led the whole campaign, and I was actually on a mountain a couple of weeks ago in Oregon with him while they were amending that uh, initiative. They, they've added something to it now to make it a little more difficult for the mm. small guy to get a license. But anyways, you know, that's, that's, that's a guy you should probably follow on social media. His name's Jonathan Brown, because when it, when cannabis comes to Tennessee with it, with his success that he had in Mississippi, I'm sure you'll, you'll see him over here in Tennessee. Be a good guy to know. Do you know Colin? He owns ounce of hope. Yeah. I'm for me. I've, I've seen, uh, I guess we we share some mutual friends. I've mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen some things that he's done. Yeah, we had talked to him because he had talked about sponsoring us at one time. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess he has a does he have a brand that he, he sells. Has a, he does it? CBD, but he has like a aquaponic a farm where they use uh, cod, uh What do they use? Um, they use the fish tilapia poop. and uh, koi fish. Mm-hmm. And so we went out to the facility, and he also has an actual storefront off of. Uh, Cooper Young area, what have you? I'd like but to I check think that out. It's, yeah. Man, it's he's he's on top of his shit, but I think he's trying to get like once everything becomes legal, you know, obviously you can flip. Oh well, he's doing it right. Uh, you know, if you, if you've got philanthropy tied in there, which which you should, because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, you know, I've I've helped a lot of people get to get to CBD and find it, you know, mm-hmm. but I I've always felt bad about making money on it, right? But he obviously has a business, but you can see that he's from what ounce of hope. I don't, I don't remember exactly what he does. If you want to elaborate on that a little well, bit, but. His, I think his mom had some ailments. And so that's when they got into CBD. So he does, like I said, the CBD stuff, but I know they also like donate the fish to like, uh, for people. Cause you know, you can do, they can eat the tilapia. So he t- basically like takes a portion of the proceeds and does philanthropy with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That reminded me, you said he, he had a family member. That's, uh, Jordan, I, I, I do not know how to pronounce your name, Jordan. I apologize, but he's got a CBD company, and his story is that his dad he lost his dad to opiates, so he mm. he literally packed his stuff and went to uh, Las Vegas and started his own CBD brand. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing story. They had a video they put out, I think, this last week that got a couple thousand views. But you check him out. He so what is the what is the the thing with the Mississippi now, you said that they guess they were making it harder for the smaller person to make the money. Uh, that's the that's the layman terms, and, and they're doing it in the name of uh, you know this this initiative was was wrote, 
you know, and and, and left, there was a lot of holes in it, so we need to amend it with it, just like anything else. Mm-hmm. They wrote, 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 hey, we this is just to back you up if you fail. Yeah. Well, now that there's people that's got an incentive to make sure that first one fails. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? You know. Yeah. Uh, the the initiative sixty five is no cap limit on the licenses to grow, so that's there's no. I mean, there's a few states that's done that and not been very successful with it, but. The way they wrote it in Mississippi, I mean, it, it was what was going to be best for the people. It's going to keep the prices down. Okay. You know, because it's medical. You know, it's what we're talking just for people with the with the ailments that you know that qualifies. And then now they've amended it, and it just it's just getting a little sketchy. You know. So how are the rules in Arkansas? Do you know anything about that? Well, it's just it's medical. I do know that. I mean, but they, it is a cap state. You know, okay. they could there so that that positions it for big business. Oh. Okay. If it's a cap, and there's only five. You got somebody fighting for five five licenses for the whole state. I mean, who's going to win? The one yeah. with the most money, right? Yeah. You know? yeah, for sure. It says here on this initiative sixty five that seventy four percent of Mississippians voted in favor for initiative sixty five. Yeah, it, it's the biggest. It's the biggest one in in the U S. There's no really? state that's voted that heavily for it. Wow. I, mean, I always say it's so funny, like how like it seems like Mississippi is more progressive than Tennessee. As far as like what that kind of stuff goes, it's just like what are well, we doing I, I, I wrong? I don't. Here? I don't think it. I don't think that there's, they're necessarily more progressive now. The way that that bill is wrote, it it's just it's to help people. You know, yeah. they they really genuinely targeted. You know, making sure to be able to get patients mm-hmm. the, the 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 medicine that they need. And I think with Tennessee, I think there's just like a lot of other states, they let the money get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, the right and when the right people make are. are set to make the right amount of money it'll be legal everywhere yeah i mean it's just that's just it yeah now i'm not one of these guys that think oh you just need to just pass it all and it's it's, it's a free-for-all but i i don't i don't think that they should have to hang it on the hat of medicinal mm-hmm. you know i don't think that oh let's make it because there's not been enough research it yeah. just really has and it helps people because i know people that i've helped but if, if it was legal they could do the research that they need mm-hmm. you know there's I think they've identified 120 plus cannabinoids in the cannabis plant and they only know what a few of them do. But as soon as they can actually dial that in and dose people correctly to help them with their ailments, but the only way they're ever going to get to that is when it goes recreational and then they work back from there, you know, basically say, okay, if you're a 25 year old adult or however old they said it, you, you can participate just like you can with alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah. And, and see, then, that's, but then it's wide open to get studied, and there's yeah. money to 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 fund it, you know, because mm-hmm. people are going to recreational use, and that's going to generate the money. You take that money, and then you use that, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's funny how like like you said, like cigarettes and alcohol are illegal or are legal, and you know they kill more people than anything else. And something that comes out of the ground well, is deemed the devil. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, illegal substances that are bad for you that come out of the ground. It's just a matter of how they're processed. I mean the the opiate plant, uh, <laughs> the poppy plant comes out the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, cocoa, cocoa leaves. <laughs> but I guess e- even that worst case scenario, if someone says it's a, you know the lesser of two evils, I mean, which would you rather? Which would you? Ha- I mean, I've lost people that were addicted to pain pills. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of experience with alcoholism because I was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, work working at a, a, a nightclub. By definition, I want to say it's four drinks more than twice a week or something. Oh, okay. Something by definition, so. You can imagine, you know, 12, 14 hours a day yeah. in a club like that. I, I probably exceeded those numbers. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I bet. And, and I know what it done to me and my body. And I've seen, I've, you know, I've buried too many yeah. from alcohol and pills. And, I, you know, I haven't buried, buried anybody because of their 
cannabis problem. Yeah. You know? So that's the, <laughs> basically for my, you know, monkey brain, that's, that's, that's enough to, to give it a look. Cause I wonder like if they get past this hurdle, like how will it be with like mushrooms and like DMT and all and, that? And, and it's, stuff? and it's funny you, you, you bring those up because the, we met with a, a company out in Oregon. I don't remember. It's Oregon organics or something like that. And they had, they were taking a portion of their cannabis money mm-hmm. and just dumping it into psilocybin research. Oh, okay. You know, because it's, it's not regulated yet out there, but it's not illegal. Yeah. So they were already diving into, uh, what it, PTSD, mm-hmm. the depression, yeah. PTSD and depression is, is from, from what I've read is what the beginning studies are showing that it can help with. Yeah. It's like know. basically can rewire your brain. Right. Yeah. You know, so. I don't know. I think it, you know, it'll, it'll all come around and it'll be what it'll be. You know, the people, somebody will, if there's some money in it, you know, that's all, it's all, it's, it's just unfortunate, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, yeah. if the money's there, it, it's going to, yeah. it'll come around. Well, you even see that like now with like cryptocurrency, like people were like, fuck cryptocurrency, like people in the big business and all this stuff. And now they see that how it keeps thriving and thriving and thriving. They're like, Let me get my hands in it. Yeah, because now know. big banks are starting to buy crypto after Elon Musk bought the one point five billion worth of uh, Bitcoin. Uh, like I think JP JP Morgan or, or JP Chase, whatever it's called, they they're they're fixing to buy a bunch of it too now. Well, a lot of them what they did, they'll downplay it so it'll drop, and then they'll go and buy it. Well, what I know about myself is I'm I'm not. I mean, I I've looked at it. I've talked to some people that do it full time, but mm-hmm. it's, I don't have enough brain width left yeah. to try to figure that out and, and play with. Play with my money. I think it's hard to kind of get behind it for some people because there supposedly is a, you don't know the person that created it. So what if this person one day is like, well, this is all mine or whatever, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of muddy water. The education gap is tremendous. Just like with technology. I mean, it's, it's, we, I don't, I don't understand it. So things I don't understand, I can't, I can't bet on, you know, I got to have a more for sure bet. And I, I know a few people this last little push, they, I mean, they went out and bought a new Tesla with the money they made in a week. So, yeah. I, I mean, I legit know somebody. <laughs> so, so, and, and don't think he didn't, you know, send me a selfie in it, but I was like, I still can't, man. Yeah. I still yeah. can't do it. I, it's kind of like, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I put a, I think I might have put a thousand dollars in it a couple of years ago mm-hmm. trying to, and I was lost, and then yeah. before I got started, I said, "Man, I'm." <laughs> well, yeah, it's like when they start talking about it, like, "Oh yeah, when it mines, and then when it splits, it's like, yeah, you know, just you lost here's, me. here's my thousand bucks, man. You just go, me. go make, go make me some money with this or something, yeah. you know? Like I'll do Robin Hood, and you know, I bought some Dodge Coin two week, couple weeks ago. My my buddy Polly bought it for me from all my Robin Hood and shit, and then like, you know, I got some Bitcoin and this thing called Coinbase that I think I have like zero point. Zero, 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 like, you know, like it's a fraction of, of one, you know, so it's probably worth like, I don't know, like maybe 500 bucks maybe now or something, but it's just things that I never learned how to do. And the people that created this stuff are so smart, like you just said, that it's like, oh yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about this. I don't know how it works or anything. And then you have people that are, you know, stock savvy all of a sudden on Facebook because of uh, GameStop and, you know, what they did with that. And I'm like, dude, you don't, dude, like, you can't even pay your bills. How are you going to tell there's, me what's There's stock? too many people that can, I mean, that, that are that, that working behind the curtain that can, like, it's like he said, pull the rug out at any time. Yeah. I mean, what what am I doing here? What, you know, why am, why am I putting my money in it and I don't understand it? And then you got these guys that are brokering for you wanting to invest your money that, you know, I, I don't play the stock market. If I do anything, it, 
be real estate. You know, I know I, I see the dirt. I know that somebody's going to need that dirt at some point. Yeah. And keep just, it simple. Yeah, there you go. It's just like, you know, make your money where you know how to make money. You know, like I know how to make money. Not it's not on that. You know, it's 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 other things. But like, I'm not going to waste all my time or money into that stuff because I don't understand any of it. So me and you both, brother, me and you both. I can't even fucking get my password from my Coinbase to be emailed to my new email. That's Same. Str- I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling with them to fucking get my email changed to my new email. I, I, you know, it's been like a month I've been trying to access it. There's going to be a few people to hear this and go, dang, go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like. Why are you bringing up posts? Yeah, it's just, you know, I don't know anything about it. It's hard for me to learn stuff like that. Especially since I can't see it, you know, and I have, and no one can explain it. So I was fucking. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's somebody listening right now going, oh my God, I can't believe it. I, I thought he was a lot smarter than that. It's so simple. <laughs> we're all in the, we're in the same boat. Honey, on that, honey, that, that KP guy, he's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no wonder. No wonder. Tony, you got any more questions? Hmm. Not really. Yeah, not me too. really. Surely you got more questions. I don't just questions, just talking. Yeah, fine just talking, me. just talking's fine with me. What are y'all doing for the rest of the day? What are y'all? What's what's a what's a day in the life of podcasters? And and is this? Are y'all selling ads yet? Are y'all are y'all that big? Or what's we the, had uh, our you know Bert Suggs. I he do. was yeah he sponsored us for a little bit there with his uh, Acer Edge and um, his coffee company that he had going on. But I I'm more focusing on just trying to pump up the numbers of listeners before I really want to push that. Right. Yeah. You I know. mean, and, and, and what I would do is I would just not necessarily charge for it right now, but yeah. you know, you, you, like we were talking about our network, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like in the roofing business. I know that we all probably know 40 of them and I shout them out as much as yeah. anybody, you know, you know, shy from Southern yeah, Cully roofing, Adam scales, rowdy leg. I, I support all those guys. I mean, when I see them getting, you know, re- recommended, I hit recommend for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but you know at least one person that stands out just about in every industry, right? Mm-hmm. That you're probably either you you know or if it's a friend's business. I mean, just start putting putting an ad for them on the on the front of the page and tagging their business and yeah. watch and watch them share it on their page. Well then you might get ten or twelve people that came and listened to it and all these other three or four hundred that listen to it, you know what I mean? They yeah. get they get that advertisement. You've helped your friend. It may not he may not write you a check today. But he, I mean, they'll never forget that. Be like a support. butterfly effect. Yeah, man, just yeah. help each other where you can with your with your fixed asset. Yeah, this is a fixed asset. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already you've already paid for it. I mean, of, of course, you invest your time every week. Yeah, but if you if you go ahead and start shouting out some people, that's gonna that's gonna work. You know, I, yeah. I think that I think uh, I think that'd be good for y'all. Because actually, not I, that you need my advice. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a I got a new project that I I want to work on, and I hit. Do you know John Hodge? Oh yeah, John is a good friend of mine. <laughs> that guy's special. But uh, <laughs> I hit him up yesterday and I bounced some ideas off him. I think we're going to do something. Uh, I'll tell you when we get off here. Yeah, but, that's uh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of geared towards that, like uh, getting the word out there more. Yeah, I mean, I there's you know that John John's good people and he's super smart. And yeah. uh, what I know about him, you know, I think he sold his sandwich shop, right or no? No, he said it's, it's he closed it right now, but uh, he first, will sell it if he can. Yeah, Deli, yeah. Deli, good sandwich. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. I mean, you know, it was always busy, but like you know, with COVID, it just crushed. Well, he, he's only got so much square footage. Yeah, you, it, you, I, it's probably. I think he said it's probably the size of this room. Yeah, maybe I, this is a little bit bigger. Uh, you know, I had the the clinic there whenever he was buying that, you know, and he had came by and seen me. We, 
uh, he, John Hodge, I'm very fortunate to call him friend. We, from time to time, maybe once a year, maybe every other month, you never know, we'll get together and just kind of talk about business, whether it's on the phone and kind of update each other on yeah. what we got going on. But yeah, that, that place is, uh, I mean, it's just so small and he had the same problem I did with elite is the, the parking, yeah. you know? But uh, I know that he does well in Airbnb. Yeah. I hope I can say that. I don't I mean, I'm sure everybody knows that he does Airbnb, mm-hmm. but he took me to a, a building one time and, and was showing me the concept way before I started seeing it online. And now everybody does it. But these themed rooms, mm, yeah. John Hodge was on that years ago, man. Yeah. I'm talking about he he has some Airbnbs that are Memphis themed. Yeah. You, know, you walk in and you feel like you're either in the time period where Elvis lived or you got uh, you know, some blue city coupons over here. You yeah. got, you know, he, cause he, you know, he intertwines all his friends and, and it, we just support each other, man. That's, and that's that so- kind of idea right there is good for social media. Cause people will take a picture more than likely tag Memphis or tag him. And then, you know, picture people- opportunities are big. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. at the club, I used to try to figure out ways to, I mean, you got the Evander Holyfield painting that's on the wall. Oh, yeah. Where else are you going to see a 10 foot painting of Evander <laughs> Holyfield with his ear bit off, you know, club 152, yeah. you know? Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, he, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He's, you, he's anything he's you can do with him. I, I would jump all over it. Cause yeah. he's, he's fun. Well, it's kind of like what Eubank did over at, in Nashville with the fashion house, you know, each room had a different, that dude brand. is a beast. You know, yeah, to, shout uh, out Versace. have you talked, have you had him in here yet? He's a little bitch. That's too busy. He's too Hollywood. Yeah. Too Hollywood to do yeah. it. Yeah, I, we went up there, but he was, it was during that fashion house and he's just so busy and, yeah, I heard they, Nashville gave him some resistance on yeah. that or something. Oh, like dude, that. they so they got not char- as progressive as everybody yeah. thought. Nah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So they got charged with like I don't know some bullshit like penny uh, stuff, you know, like misdemeanor shit. Well, and, all it takes is one neighbor to, mm-hmm. but then the, sit and take pictures and, yep. and complain to the right and, HOA and yep. get, yeah. And then the city, I mean, the people like they were against the party. We're trying to get uh, Dr. Jeff, his business trying to party. Get tickets to it? Were they trying to get <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> they were, they, uh, you let they, them all in, they, they, um, they try to get him disbarred from the health. I mean, the dentist, uh, association of America or something. So he loses his job and he's licensed and all that shit. And wow. So he had to go. It's tough at the top, know, man. It's yeah, tough at and, the top. You know, he had to do, like he had a quarantine at home for like four weeks or something like that. And then he could go back to the office, but they tried like some of those national, national people try to get him like to lose his license to practice. Mm, I can, I don't know about the dentist side of it, but uh, if they're going, if they're going up against that guy, good luck. Cause he, I mean, he ain't going to quit fighting. He ain't going to quit working. Oh you know, no. He's, he's still fighting I think, on it. You know, and then he's got the roofing company. Like you said, uh, he's got those Airbnbs. He's got, he got a. Uh, I seen him at uh, at JJ's. Well, did you go to JJ's mm-hmm, Memorial? I Rest did. in peace, man. To talk about a was, heartbreaking yeah. situation, man. That, man, I probably still cry once a week over that yeah. dude, man. That, yeah, the JJ JJ was awesome guy, man. Um, I'll never forget the first time I ever met JJ. I'm working that little door, little hole right there, one five two between the second and the first floor. Mm-hmm. And he just walks up through everybody with his chest out. He had just gone off work at the spot. He's walking through, you know. I'm like, oh, man. I put my hand, like, on his chest. Like, where do you, th- where do you think you going, bro? He's like, the fucking <laughs> line's back there. He's not to see all these fucking people. He goes, man, get your motherfucking hand off me, you little fucking trick-ass bitch. You know? Right. You know? And I'm like, A lot Whoa, of people I'm, might not know JJ like that. Man. Yeah. So I'm like, Ben, you know what, dude? Just 
go on somewhere, you little ass, man. Get the fuck out of here. And he was like, all right, Trick, I'll be back. I swear to God, you ain't going to like what happens when I come back. I was like, whatever, man. I'm too busy to deal with your ass. So he sees Wilbur, and Wilbur is like, he goes tells Wilbur, he's like, Wilbur, if you don't fire that motherfucker right now, I swear to God, we're going to have a problem hitting you. And Wilbur's <laughs> like, what happened? I was like, so Wilbur comes in, he's like, I was like, this guy, I don't know who he is, trying to bust line and go upstairs, and I'm not going to let fucking this guy up there. And he was like, oh, Ralph, this is JJ. <laughs> JJ and then JJ's like, you look, you ain't picking up cigarette butts on Beale Street right now, boy. <laughs> he must have been on one that day because that, yeah, he he had a he had a long long relationship with 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 Bud and, Bud Wilbur, and Wilbur. He started yeah. a long time ago, and he was a he was a big big part of our success at uh, at the Shadows. Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, we we opened the Shadows. It was uh, it it didn't succeed. I don't know if y'all remember that or not, but we uh, want to say Nick Harden was there. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, they were they ran a bunch of ads on 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 commercials and tried to charge a cover. Uh, me, JJ, Tang, Wilbur, we all got to talking. We're like, look, this is, this ain't working. These people, they've done got their impression of what 152 was. Cause it wasn't, it, you know, we opened shadows back after we got closed down. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. kind of what happened. We got the, had that incident on the second floor. We had to, so we just shut down the second and third floor. Shadows was like the rebrand for the upstairs. Okay. Well, JJ was, a big part of because he knew a, a lot of the who's who mm-hmm. you know he, he if jj called you tomorrow and said hey i need you to show up it's you're going to come and show and support him once right i mean yeah. he opened his own club for yeah. christ's sake rehab but yeah he was a man special special dude you know uh you know we had a, a float trip that we do every year with mm-hmm. him and his his family went and he took his son this year for the first you know floating yeah. floating down the river with his son and I just got a bunch, a bunch of memories with that dude. I'm gonna miss him forever. Yeah, he was a really good guy. Yeah. yeah, he was always, you know, he was always really nice, and you know, he would help anybody. Like you just said, like you know, it just, well, he was you know, just he was he was he was the bar business in Memphis, man. He mm-hmm. was the, he was the guy. He was. I mean, if I had to just think of one person that done it for so long and was a part of so many you know important establishments and knew every it was just a who's who I mean that was that was that was JJ. Yeah. You know? you know, I told somebody the other day, they were like, we're you know, we were talking to JJ and you know just bullshitting and they were like, Yeah, he's your age, right? I was like, no nah, man, JJ was like ten years or fourteen years ago, mm-hmm. older than me. Yeah, I, I was like he was like fifty two or fifty three or something like that, you know? And I was like, they're like, no fucking way. That dude I was like, yeah, swear to God. I was like, dude, he started working for Wilbur and them like when he was like sixteen or seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's uh that 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 that's him. And he was he was something special. And uh now, you know, Mo and his son, you know, we try to reach out to them from time to time. Yeah. You know, and I hope that uh a bunch of the people in the bar business, you know, I got to speak at his little memorial at, at uh dancing not dancing Jimmy's, what's it called now? Jerry Lee's. Jerry Lee's, yeah. Just remind people, man, when they when they get a chance, man, reach out and check on that that girl. You know, yeah. if, he, if he meant something to you, you know, you every every chance you get, reach out and make sure they're okay. Because I, you know, I can't imagine, you know. Yeah, I talk to her every now and then on Facebook. Like we'll like have a message going together or something like that. She and, went out and spent a couple of weeks with Tang. I think Tang had a mm-hmm. bad bad accident out in Colorado, and she was out there. And I think she said that that was that was a good time to go out there to the mountains and spend some time yeah, with her son. Um, you know, she had hit me up about some clothes she was going to donate and stuff like that. And, you know, and that's how we started talking and just, you know, telling JJ stories and stuff like that. But, yeah, if anybody is listening, Mo has created an email 
um, for JJ. It's uh, I'm gonna find it in a second, but. If you have any stories or pictures of JJ, videos, videos anything, anything, anything yeah. even if it's just a, all you have is a story of you know the good times you had with JJ or a party you might have went to or a funny line that he, all that's going to be so relevant for uh, his son growing up. Yeah, you know, the, just to have she said she's going to put it in a, like a book form mm-hmm. just for yeah. him, like hey, this is who your dad was mm-hmm. because by the time he's he he doesn't get to live it, he doesn't see yeah. it. All he's going to have is stories, you know. Yeah. We get all those documented now when he when he gets older and can read and comprehend and go, man, my dad was loved. Yeah. You know, my dad was a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> that's you awesome. know, everybody loves JJ. You know? Yeah. I never knew anybody that did, honestly didn't. I mean, I'm thinking right now through everybody I've known that no well, I know I know some people that he wouldn't let in the club that aren't big fans. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you, you, if you got a wristband from JJ, man, you that 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 was different than the other wristbands. He 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 was he was. He knew the right people to let in, man. Yeah. He, he, he was he was good. Uh, What's that saying? Uh, we're a villain in somebody's story. Oh, you are, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Somebody's going to have something to say. But if you have still people talking about you and you're not here in a good light, you did something well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What is the email address? Did you find it? Uh, he doesn't. He done lost his train of thought. Like that, <laughs> it is. Uh, give me one second. It's coming. Elmo's crazy life at gmail.com. Yep. That was his middle name. Elmo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I seen that look on your face. You're like, like what? Elmo's crazy life. <laughs> come on, man. You're going to play some Sesame street. And no, that was his, that was his middle name. Yeah, man. I love club rehab, man. That place was one of the best places. Well, I mean, you, you had a bar guy that opened a bar. Yeah. You know, he knew how to take care of people. He made you feel special, but they didn't have parking. Yeah. You know, they, that's, that's, if you, you got to have, you got to have parking if you're off the main drag, yeah. I feel like. You yeah. Know? You know, like Nick was, Nick was going to, some guy hit Nick up a couple of months. Like, this is when they first met Carmine. Yeah. When they redid the, the uh, citizen over there on Madison or Union and McLean or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they redid it and they have this, they have this space in the bottom. Well, it's this for lease, right? And they hit Nick up. I was like, hey, why don't you come talk to us? You know, maybe you could do something here. And Nick was like, yeah, sure, I'll come meet with you guys. And, you know, he was telling me all about it. He's like, but he's like, but there's literally nowhere to park. Because you have the Walgreens across the street. They're not going to let you park over there. Right. Because people are going to trash the parking lot. You know, mm-hmm. we all know that. You have the fire station across the street. You have the side roads. But who's going to park? Oh. I think that's what kept Census from opening back up, too. Once they were mm-hmm. switching yeah. owners, though, the the people with the parking lot said, yeah. no bueno. And they were also, the, remember, I remember Census used to pay the neighborhood down the street from them. Because for people park on the street and they would have to pay them and they would, you know, send their bouncers out there to clean all the trash and shit. I remember that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a, that was a, that was an interesting club, man. They had a good run. Yeah, they did. Like one, five, two, it was long lived. Uh, so you had, you had six, one, six or you had night moves before night moves was something else though. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Red Square. Red Square. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've heard that name. I've heard the name uh, High Rollers. I think that was yeah. one of Wilbur's first places, mm-hmm. or Wilbur and Bud's. Uh, and uh see what else. I know 616. I'm trying to think. I know they called the basement the dungeon or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 616, man. I, have no, I'm, I, I went there one time, but I think it was that, after its glory days. Yeah, and, that play. So what happened was um, every night was busy, Monday through Sunday. 
line out line down the street like maybe a mile long every night i mean this club will last for like 10 years 10 12 years sounds and, like bud and wilbur yeah <laughs> and that's where i read jj and that you know and i don't even remember him because you know i was 18 years old in in high school you know being in this badass club Plus he had and, long hair and looked yeah. a lot different yeah <laughs> again he worked a little sidebar right there it was a shooter bar i guess and you know um but yeah it was just that place was fucking Nuts, and then they read, then then and then Wilbur and Bud did it again at one five two, one fifty two, and I have a feeling that Wilbur is going to do something again soon. I just have man, that, that feeling, yeah, man. If he if he if he if, if yeah if he can pull it off, he would love to. Yeah. I, I know that much. You know, he we had a bunch of conversations. Uh, you know, after after we were in one five two, you know, we talk about this and that, and I mean, he just loves it, man. He, I mean, you, you do something for 30 years. It's so successful. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, how many other clubs, or how many other people you know that has had that kind of success anywhere? You know, yeah. yeah. Just club after, okay, cool. This club's life's over. Let's start over. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Club 152, I mean, it, it reinvented itself a few times, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's, uh, he's, he's had a, he's had a heck of a. Remember, uh, the second floor is Mustang Sally's? I do. Remember that? I do. With the, uh, the, the saddle, mm-hmm. the saddle is a disco ball saddle. Oh, really? They took a horse saddle and it had disco ball mirrors all over it. And it was what, it was what spun. Yeah. Then the, but like, you know, I just, you know, I saw Wilbur a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, man, I can't wait till you do something else. Cause I know it's gonna be successful. And then I was just thinking with you being here, I was like, what are the odds of the band getting back together? Man, we, we joke about it. There was, and there was a couple of times, uh, I won't say which building because it's it's all out there. But we we'd went to a look at a, a a certain club building that was in Memphis, and it was we checked in and said, you know, just think of all the possible, look at all the room for possibilities or yeah. something like that. Uh, <laughs> got got several hundred likes and questions and like, oh man, we're just kidding, man. We're just <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I think I, I think I did comment on that. Yeah, you're like, okay, <laughs> wait, when's, when, when's when's the grand yeah. opening, Kelly? That's what I want to know. But uh, yeah, my man. wife would kill me. She would. <laughs> I would. I would. I wouldn't be there. First week. First weekend, I'd get stabbed. Yeah. What, what do you think about the landscape of downtown now compared to, like, say, ten years from now? Landscape now compared to ten years now, it's like uh, I, I think it possibly. I think some more big money. I think it keeps coming. You, you think know? we're going to be like how Nashville is now? I'll be honest. I haven't been in a long time. Oh, okay. You know, I haven't been since. Before it, it was in my early early days at the club because I was so committed, and that's that's one thing people they'll talk to me about uh, New Orleans or Spring Break or we we go to Nashville sometimes or Atlanta, and I said, listen, from thirty to forty, which mm-hmm. is should be the end of your really partying going to Boston, <laughs> yeah. if, if not already, but way before then. Yeah. But uh, out of nine and a half years, I took off five Saturdays. Mm. Damn! Wow, that's so. Funny. I averaged I averaged a Saturday off every other year. Wow. <laughs> so, well, that's so, um, so. If it comes to going somewhere, it, I mean, yeah, that that's yeah. Uh, what Julian told me because I had asked Julian. Remember, I told you I was going to get Julian on here. Mm-hmm. Julian told me. Oh, uh, Julian done this already? No, he's going to. Oh, okay. I'm going to get him to. Uh, yeah, he was like, I never miss Friday and Saturday night volume, so I'm not. I can't do it on any of those shifts, right? Because I guess he goes in and like like three or two or something like that and works still close or something. I'm, I'm not sure. But I was like, well, what about Sunday? And he was like, well, we possibly could do that. And he was like, yeah, I'll never miss. And he was like, I'll never miss volume. I've missed volume one time since I've been a, a general manager at any place. 
Well, one, if your if your pay directly is affected by your sales, which most of us most yeah. of us all have, we have bonus structures, right? I mean, you're the the one day a week that's sixty five, seventy percent of your sales. What I mean, what 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 can happen? That I mean, I got married, I had a child. I, I mean, I some pretty significant pretty significant deaths in my family throughout that year, but Saturdays were okay. I went to the funeral today and. I got to go work tonight. I mean, just you just yeah. don't you just don't take them off in that industry. But Julian, he's he's good, dude. Man, he'll he'll come he'll come do this thing. Lafayette, they crush it. Oh, big time! Great dude. food, great music. They've got a, you know, makes me proud to see some of the old one five two crew. You know, hanging Oops. on there. Yeah. Uh, you got you know, Cindy when she was working for me at Elite. That's where she went to next. Mm-hmm. Yep, was I Lafayette. remember that. And then it didn't. Uh... The twins work for you guys, Dave? Who? The twins? Oh, yeah. Amy and, and Trish. Yeah, yeah. They, they worked for us for a long time. They worked for uh, Bud and Wilbur long before that. Oh, I think okay. They, and then I think Goose brought them in. But, yeah, they, they worked at 152. What do you think about when people say, Is it? do you go by 152 or 152? Oh, Lord. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> gave that much thought. Because he gets mad when people say 152. Well, I was like, it's 152. <laughs> I've always said 152. And people are like, you mean 150? I was like, bitch, 152. Well, okay, let's, 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 let's talk about this and we can, maybe you can, maybe you can ask your, uh, your listeners, yeah. what they get, take a vote on it. And then we, <laughs> if they voted in, you have, yeah. to, you have to switch how you say it. <laughs> yeah. But it is the address. So how do you say your address if it was three letters, three numbers? One, two, three. Because you wouldn't say nine eleven or nine hundred and eleven, you would say nine one one. You know what? Fuck both of y'all. Saying the address is named after the address, right? Yeah. But I will which, tell you which is another oh sorry, go ahead. You want you wanna I'll tell you something that that, that, that was genius branding. That, yeah. That, coming up with that club, whoever did it, that was great. But I'll tell you the backside of it. What is the address of Alfred's? 197 Beale. Well, shit. I didn't expect yeah, I you to know the know. answer. That okay. What's the, what's the, what's the silkies? Oh shit! I don't know. Uh, my question is how many how many places on Beale Street can you name the address off the top of your head? That's it, probably. Okay, so now you have an incident at the parking garage around the corner and taking a police report. Where were you? One five two. What, what? What? No, you have to give an address for yeah. the for the police report. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if y'all remember when we got shut down barbecue fest. Yeah, I do. That, that that was part of it. They said we had two hundred calls to one fifty two, <laughs> and so That's when I sat crazy. down with 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 Ted Hansen, our lawyer at the time, we're going through these two hundred and a hundred and fifty of them were people who had to have an address for their phone that they had and lost. The only, uh, <laughs> yeah, the so, only place so, you so know. So the rest of the story, you know, and wow. then. But then we had a carjacking on there. Uh-huh. Like, we don't have a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a parking lot. Wow. How do you have a carjacking at 152? You know, so they, they took a little bits and pieces of the, they got 200 calls. They're a nuisance. <laughs> 150 of them were lost cell phones. Yeah. See, because I remember you guys were open right back on that Thursday, right? Or Thursday we, afternoon or well, something we, like that? They closed us for uh, barbecue fest. We were open back by music fest, I believe. I don't, I don't know if we were off a... Of, I know we were off one week for sure. I don't know if it was one and a half. I don't remember. Yeah, but, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But yeah, just I I remembered that uh, it was all hands on deck to to get back open, and I yeah I was quite proud. But that was the big that was the big thing that got us open. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there with the district attorney's assistant, the head of the narcotics unit from wherever, 
and we're going over these calls with them, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, so, so where's the drugs? And they're like, oh, well, we had a pill and a, and a dime bag and we were in there for 14 months. Yeah. He said for 14 months, you were in a nightclub with 2000 people. You had people coming and going for 14 months and you scored a dime bag and a pill. <laughs> And he reached over and he patted me on the back. He said, I, he said, I think you need to reach over and pat him on the back too. I was like, Oh man, you about to kill. I don't want, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to, yeah, it's funny that that address and 201 Popper are probably the most popular addresses in Memphis. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 it was great for branding because everybody remembered it. You could, and, and we, people would come there from all over and they would go back to their hometown and they yeah. could tell you exactly that. They could tell you the one, five, two, one, five, two, one, five, two, but that's where it, got counterproductive sometimes yeah you, you, <laughs> that's funny i mean the you know the <laughs> good times good times what are you over there looking at Raul? rick sent us a picture of him shirtless in this group thing i have going on with this new rick mccracken yeah i don't know why he did no one else in the group new one or old one it's new, new. <laughs> i don't know why he sends it man he's crushing it man i see his uh he, he's hired somebody to do some new marketing and it's really impressive i've mm. seen some of his commercials and yeah it's our buddy uh you probably remember him. he used to go by the name twitch back in the day i know who twitch is yeah, yeah. That, that's who does his marketing he's doing a great job yeah. he, a great rick job. rick is rick is killing it right now on the uh amp, amplified meal prep mm-hmm. i mean he's doing really good but yeah we signed up for this contest um it's me rick nick hallmeyer uh, John Arreo and James Hipsman and um, it starts tomorrow and it's just you know so we have this group message going on and now Rick felt like he had to send a picture of his shirtless biceps I guess I don't know like were well, you going to send one of yourself no 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll send him a video of us doing the trouble show <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll do that but, you wanna, uh, so you want to use this for your website <laughs> I actually ordered some food from him a couple of weeks ago man it was it was spot on you know, yeah. that's, if I could afford it, I'd have it every week. Yeah. And just having that portion and having good. What, what, did, what, what plan did you get? Do you remember? Or I, how many I, meals I, or whatever? No, nah, I want to say I got eight or 10 meals. You know, I've got something that I thought my daughter might try. I got a steak, mm-hmm. uh, one of their steaks, one of their chickens. And it was all, it was all spot on. You know, they. Convenience is a major thing, man. When it, especially when it comes to eating right. Like yeah. You I just, have everything portioned out for you. I mean, you can't. You really can't well, go wrong. Easier to be a little more disciplined yeah. if you got okay. That's my box for the day, or yeah. that's my two boxes for the day. I mean, but when you got a house with chips and cookies, and <laughs> yeah, well, when you have a kid, man, it's tough. Yeah, oh, I bet <laughs> sugar is 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 king. And yeah, it's, you try to offset it. I think I I cooked uh, for my wife and daughter before I left, and I think she had eggs and eggs and bacon, and but I, she just had to have a ramen noodle with it i'm like oh my god <laughs> so we just had a little balance there you know, like it's had some healthy stuff but yeah we usually do uh because i don't want to tie you up too much but we okay. usually do like a what do what would your advice for people be oh i don't know if i'm qualified man but love each other man yeah you know take care of each other take care of, you know know who your tribe is and i say that just i mean we're all together you know know know, know who has your back you know uh Man, you just remember people are people, you know, and quit, put your phones down. If it, you know, if you pick up your phone first thing in the, in the day and it's, it triggers you to, it triggers you to have a bad day all day. You know, everybody wants to check to see, like, I've got family and friends. I mean, I'm pretty proud of how I've been able to connect to so many people that are so broad mm-hmm. that I, I literally, I mean, I communicate with them. I mean, close family members that I don't ever see. And now with COVID, 
missing our family functions. You know, that's how I communicate. But you, you see people on there, just don't fall for it. Mm. Don't fall for it, man. There, yeah. There's somebody that's, that's going to make money because you're pissed off. There's teams of people that sit around and try to get you triggered to talk on their website or to share their video. Yeah. They, they, they target the headline. It says, so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, Trump this, Biden that. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've taken a clip of something and putting it at the headline. But if you click on it, they've won. That's yeah. what they want. They don't care what the consequences are. They don't care if you're upset the rest of your day. They don't care if you take it out on your neighbor. Walk outside. You know, every time I find myself getting on social media and I and I get, the, obviously, I'm, I'm human. So I see something I'm like, oh, that kind of pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, th- th- this person's bad. That person. Then you walk outside and birds are chirping. The yeah. sun is shining. My the neighbors, hey neighbor, you know every, yeah. everybody's. I mean, I I don't know if it's. I mean, I I can't speak for everywhere, but mm-hmm. I'm just telling you where I'm at, at in my neighborhoods, in my friends at at the grocery store. Now there's some people that's freaked out, and they're pretty easy to spot. You know, they're looking at you, don't want to talk to you. Yeah, but there's some people that still want you to say hello. Mm-hmm. There's still people that want you to hold the door for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, 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 and, yeah, man, just don't 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 fall for it. I mean, I think the divide and conquer that I, I think that there's just too many people that are making money off of us being upset at each other, you know, as as Americans, as humans, neighbors, friends, family. Just just don't fall for it. No, that's know? that's really good advice right there. I didn't yeah, you didn't plan you didn't prep me for that. I didn't give it <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I may not be qualified to give give advice, but I know, no, I, know advice, I know I know what helps me, you know. Yeah, so. like you said, I think people are inherently good for the most part. And you know, just like you said, just doing simple things of brightening people's days can go a long fucking way, man. It's not everything has to be doom and gloom and bad. Do the shit. opposite, man. If you if you're in, if you're pissed off and you feel like lashing out, just do the complete opposite. And see how it made you feel. Yeah, you know. So, love somebody that you you don't think you can. Say hi to somebody. Start do the stranger in the elevator challenge when you see. I mean, not everybody wants to be spoke to. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You can get your feelings hurt, but you know, just just. Like I said, just love each other, man. That's all I that's all I'm trying to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, if somebody comes at you with hate or you, you gotta you gotta protect yourself, you gotta stay safe. But mm-hmm. like I said, don't don't fall for what's what's on the internet and the news every day. I mean, I see it I, I mean, some people that you just like grandmas and grandpas are are getting on Facebook and like, you know, has you should do this and you and they're pissed off. I'm like, you're gonna have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't control it, you know, yeah. worry about what you can control. Get yeah. up and control your kingdom and, and, and do the best you can with, with the people that and the places and the money and the job that you can control. The rest of it, man, is it's a waste of space. Because it's like they say, like if you knew you were gonna die like an hour from now, would you still be complaining and worry about what somebody's posting on Facebook? Right. Or would you be trying to do the most with that hour you have of life? Right. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't realize how short our lives are until somebody close to our age or, you know, a little bit older, whatever, a little bit younger passes away. And then everybody's like, oh, they were so young. Well, I don't. I, yeah. It's human nature. We cannot fully appreciate something until it's gone. Yeah. It's in our DNA. You cannot. I cannot. You cannot appreciate this podcast mm-hmm. till you uh, till it's done. Yeah. Till you've lost it, yeah. or till it's something different, or you went and sw- you'd be like, no, Club One Fifty Two. You can't. I couldn't really appreciate what was going on now. When I tell, I'm like, oh man, that was. But I, I've I've tried to do that in my life. That's something that I will give myself credit for is trying to enjoy the moment. You know, mm-hmm. you can't stop time. I mean, Father Time gets us all right. Yeah. 
but I, you know, to, 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 to the here and now, you know, the, what's the five year older Kelly mm-hmm. looking back on this moment, how would you live it? What would you say to your kid right now? If, 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 if you were talking to your older self, you know, like, Hey, how would you handle this situation? And I mean, it, it worked for me, you know, yeah. you know, so that's a good outlook to have. Yeah. Cause kind of like what you were saying too, about, um, like saying something to people and like just giving some encouragement or smiling or waving or talking to somebody. And I had some people break down through COVID because I made it a point, you know, I made it a point because I'm that, I'm that guy. I speak to everybody. People, yeah. I get crazy looks like who's this? <laughs> I, I forget that I'm 260 and bald and look, <laughs> you know, I'm talking, I'm talking to everybody. I yeah. can. It's just, I mean, I don't know. It's just something I've always done. And yeah. during COVID, I mean, one guy stands out, uh, the, the guy at Home Depot, they had a guy that was directing the traffic at the mm. door, right? And I could just, <sighs> I'd put my hand on his back. I mean, he probably hadn't said somebody touch him in a week. I mean, yeah. when COVID was going, I said, hey, man, are you okay? Broke down crying. He said, everybody's being so mean to me. Mm. He said, you're the first person who spoke to me today. And, it, you know, and that resonated with me yeah. throughout mm. the rest of it. And yeah. Now I probably over overdo it. Now every, every time I'm checking out at Kroger, I'm like, hey, man, thanks for being here. They're and doing it's like, a- you know what, you, 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 that changes my day. Yeah. You know, thanks for being here. You yeah. know, the, the Chick-fil-A or whoever you're yeah. at, just say, man, thank you. Thank you for being here because I, I don't have to be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just have a little empathy, man. And, and I don't know. Yeah. I saw this guy. He said something like, uh, I tell people I love them, even if I don't know them. And they're like, how can you love somebody you don't know? And they're like, how can you hate somebody you don't know? Ah, boom. Take you know? that. So it's just like what you're saying when you do that you can feel that person's day. And then it could be like I said, like, uh, like I mentioned before the butterfly effect, and then they can do that. You know, it's chains, man, you know, just doing simple things can go along. Starts way, with one man. person and you're yeah. not going to be able to change everybody. And, uh, like I said, the right now there's, you know, there's a, I mean, it's just a different life on here than it is out here. Yeah. Right. I mean, we walk out in this neighborhood right now, it's Memphis, mm-hmm. right? Well, you, you, if you pick up your phone and, and look at the first Memphis headline, it's a good chance there's somebody that's got something negative that's got the most likes, the most views, whether it's a True. a cop this or an arrest that or this this white dude did this and mm-hmm. this black guy did this something to trick or Trump is coming to. The, that's the first thing you're going to see. But you walk out your own front door. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I mean, your neighbors ain't, ain't ain't nobody out here fighting in the street. Now, you might go to some street, yeah, but yeah. you get my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get my point, yeah. you know. Well, I think it's like what you're saying. Like if it's it's just like the narrative they're pushing because it's for dollars that they're making. So if they're going to put something that's going to scare people, that's what they're going to put out. I used to hang out with a girl that worked for channel three. She used to be a reporter and she was like, I told her we were doing something with like homeless people or women, like with tampons. And she's like, well, we only do hard hitting news. We don't want that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? So that just goes to show you like, what well, they that, want it, people to have. and you could, you could see it on your own, on your own pages. You, you share something or post something that's a positive, you know, something that you felt like, Oh man, somebody might want to see this sunset and get like six likes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah. You, post, you post somebody getting sucker punched in, you know, in the street or something. Oh, I just can't wait to share. Yeah. It. You're not going to believe this. And they tag everybody. <laughs> they got yeah. a, it's got a, got a little opposite, you know, Yeah, people love chaos, man. It's, but I, I have hope, man. I have, and, 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 you know, like I said, the, the people around me, you know, is, is the ones that, you know, I'm really, I really worry about. And that's, yeah. that's the one you can help and mm-hmm. you can influence. Now, y'all have a voice here. You know, you have an opportunity to 
do some big things and touch people. As I see your map here, I don't know if you've posted a picture of that, but man, you know, you're getting, you're getting your voice out. So somebody might hear this and they might not understand what I'm saying. (laughs) They may not understand a word I'm saying, but you know, it might mean something to somebody, you know, maybe they go out, go outside today for the first time, Yeah, you know, that they've been in cold. You know what I mean? You just never yeah. know how that, I mean, I, I overthink that, yeah. you know? No, it's funny. Cause like every time I see the report come out on like Friday, cause that's when I release it. There's somebody in Belgium that keeps listening to it. <laughs> I don't know who they fucking yeah, are. It's like, it's very cool that they keep downloading. Yeah. It, so hey, man, that's, it's funny I mean, that your, your voice has been placed. You physically haven't been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a, uh, that's impressive, man. That's yeah. I'm, I'm proud of y'all, and it's I'm, I'm glad that somebody in our circle finally did it. Yeah, you know, I, when I first seen it, I was like, oh man, I, I started planning my, uh, you know, coming to do it that moment. I mean, <laughs> yeah, legit, I legit, legit, legit. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, I see a, a friend open a business. I'm like, okay, when can I swing by, check yeah. in, share that? How often can I do? I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's what we need to do. But I'm glad to see, you know, one of our friends kind of doing this because I'm excited to see some of our other friends come do this. I encourage y'all all to do it. It's fun. It's harmless. <laughs> if you say something stupid, then it's only a couple thousand people right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, 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 you know, you worry about, because uh, like I said, as soon as I left the, the house, my my daughter, she was just like, so, you know, they famous? <laughs> So, so 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 is it video? Am I, can, can I listen to it right when you get home? Oh, that's so, so, so shout adorable. out my my best buddy Carly Rose, and uh, you know so Carly Rose is that her name? Yeah, Carly Rose. Her right. uh, uh, my mother was Carla. Her okay. is Carla, and my grandpa was Carl. Okay, and I'm Kelly, obviously. And uh, her grandma uh, was Rose. Okay, so Carly Rose. We're doing the same thing with my son. My, my great grandpa was Sam. Grandpa was Sam. Mm-hmm. My dad was Sammy. Oh, okay. I don't know where Kelly came from, but hey, it skipped one. But uh, you know, we talked about it with my wife, and she liked the name Samuel. And, okay. then, and then her grandpa's middle name was Pike, so Samuel Pike. Names mean a lot to me. Yeah. You, know, I, I, you know, I love honoring my family and be able to tell them about it and tell them why they got their name and not That's just awesome. not just throwing something. But yeah, yeah, I like that, man. Like I said, I appreciate you doing it, man. No, nah, man, I, I expect fun. to be back. Yeah. Don't be, don't be stingy with your podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have some text. I'm, uh, I'm calling, text, Will, I'm calling yeah, Wilbur say, Hensley out right now. Yeah, get, get uh, up Wilbur here in a little while. I'll tell you uh, another one that is a plethora of, of information. If you wanted to do just a bar history of Memphis uh, podcast, would be Mark Tedford. I don't know if you know Mark. Oh, Mark, yeah. Man, I'm telling you. Now, he... He might have to change some names, <laughs> you know, because me and Wilbur, we've talked about, you know, doing something like, like Wilbur, we need to record you or you, these stories, man. I don't want them. I don't want them to die, yeah. man. They're just, they're just too good. Too good. And yeah. His legacy is the, I don't even know if y'all know the whole, the whole t-shirt broker, how all that was. I mean, he was a pretty famous t-shirt broker. I mean, he's, I didn't he, know anything. he's oh. pretty much has credit for starting band merch. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's a story where he went to the Super Bowl and there was a guy selling a knockoff shirt. And there's witnesses that told me the story. This wasn't coming from Wilbur. Like, hey, we're walking down the street. This guy approaches me for the Super Bowl. You know, shirts, $20. Mm-hmm. I think Wilbur had a few cocktails. He said, ah, man, I started that shit. Like, what do you mean? He said, nah, some some dude in Memphis named Wilbur started this, started the T-shirt game. There's like a... There's this underbelly legend yeah. of who started the Merton, and they, he actually said his name to him oh, wow. in front of these other people, and I just thought that was really cool. Wow. Because I used to travel around, 
and go from concert to concert. And they would sell band merch, but it wasn't necessarily <laughs> by the band. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, well, so, remember, he, also, Wilbur was Ticket King for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know he's still doing tickets mm-hmm. and stuff, but like, you know, he would do Memphis and May tickets and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Ticket, right? uh, ticket Express is what they call yep. it that. Yeah. Him, uh, there's uh, Scott House, Wilbur Hensley. There's a couple that were some major, major ticket movers in, in, in Memphis, Tennessee, for sure. And uh, he just, uh, you know, whatever it is, he, <laughs> whatever he wants to do, he can get it done. You know, oh, yeah, we got to get him on then. For sure. But tell him if he needs a buffer. Tell him if he needs somebody to come with him. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, y'all do it together. Be yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying the, the, some people that I've talked to about it, they're like, oh, man, I could never do it by myself. Yeah. You know, I could never go on a podcast by myself. I would need that. Because those moments of silence, when y'all are supposed to be asking something and my story ends, yeah, I could see some people bring that bring some anxiety to them, you know. But I think it needs to be done. I think some. I think there's some important. I must. I must start sending you some people and see okay. if you're interested I in talking to them. That. Yeah, because uh, that, that's my way of helping you, though. Yeah, you know, that's my way of supporting you. Yeah. I think I got some people that could get some views. Yeah, what am I going to do? I'm going to say, hey man, you've interviewed like like Jonathan Brown. You know, thousands and thousands of people in Mississippi. He's been he's been leading the initiative to get that passed. Yeah, there's gonna be some people tune in. We love to talk to that guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's do I appreciate it. anything you can do, man. That's do, amazing. Do it again, because I I you know just let me you know a couple couple of days I might have a different business to come. <laughs> you, never, <laughs> you never know with me. You know, yeah. roof and nails, roof and nails dot com. You know, I'll come. I'll come check that out. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, shout out to my partners with that company and thankful for everybody that keeps supporting me and everything I do. Thank y'all so much for having me. Thank you for doing appreciate this. You appreciate you coming. Man, we Thank appreciate you. you. you know, I went down memory lane, shared a few memories. You know, this, I, I'm sure I, you know, if I had to, I literally had a list. I was yeah. like, okay, if y'all talk about this, you need to, for example, if you talk about 152, make sure you shout out Bud, man. You know, it wouldn't be yeah. what yeah. it was without him. If it, you talked about your success at one five two. Make sure you promote out. We, I think we talked about uh, Liz and all of them doing mm-hmm. all those promotions. We talked about JJ. Uh, talked about you know some of the people that were really important to making one five two what it was. Goose. Yep. But my list was I was ready. I was like I ain't forgetting anybody. <laughs> so you Goose know. has so Goose has a place in Oakland, right? Oh, uh, what is that town? I don't. I don't think it's Oakland. Uh, he's gonna kill me. I, I Bolivar. That's it. Bolivar. That's it. Uh, I'm glad you glad you remember that because my I legit through a drew a blank. But yeah. yeah, he's got a. He's doing like a downtown re. Like he's bringing the downtown back. Got some really cool shops that he's a part nice. of. Like in, uh, remodeling. They're taking the old downtown mm-hmm. and turning it into a little entertainment district. Oh, okay, like a destination for people that. It's oh, just for all, that, for all yeah. that county, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. they they have a place to go where they can. They got a catfish place, or they got a. They, I mean, I don't remember the exact. Uh, there was a movie theater that they had remodeled that's right beside his restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they serve good, you know, soul food, uh, kind of like uh, uh, Ty's place downtown, Miss Polly's. Oh okay. yeah, okay. that'd be another guy, good guy to have on a podcast. Man, that dude right there is a, Haley. You know, Haley has a baby with him, uh-huh. and Haley was telling me when I was talking to her one day, uh, she was like, yeah, you should get tired to do it. She's like, I was like, I'll, well, yeah, we would love to have him. I was like, work on that for me. And she was like, all right. And she I was got like. To, I got to know Ty and work with him. You know, he came in was and it was actually, I don't remember what title they gave him, but 
it was when Wilbur was gone and I think Goose was gone and they gave him a title. He was actually my boss at 152 for a little while. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you know, we worked together, but I mean, ultimately everything that if I had to make a big decision and when I left, I turned in my notice to Ty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I always, I used to run the uh, social media for Miss Polly's. Oh, wow. So I can't wait for that place to open back up. March 7th or 1st. I know it's, I know it's, I know it's soon. Um, but uh, wasn't Ty also the president of the Beale Street Merchants Association? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did yeah. that for several years. You know, he's uh, he's a plethora of information and education as well. You know, he got the I think the cattle is his full time thing, but then he has Miss Polly's downtown. Okay, you know? March fifth, Miss Polly's will be back open. I mean, they haven't been opening in, what, a year now, maybe, since the COVID they all were, started? They were one of the first ones to close, and yeah. they'll probably be one of the last ones to open. You know, he just, uh, he decided, hey, this ain't, it ain't, it ain't worth it. You know, it ain't the, the money that we're making with the, the traffic cut down, yeah. you know, just be, be cheaper just to shut it all down, unfortunately. You know, I'm hoping that, you know, Bill Street makes a, makes a big comeback. Like I said, I know, uh, I hadn't talked to him in a while, but John Shivers and all them, I know that they, they care about the place when you have to, yeah, to, to work down there and to do it's people aren't celebrating you, you know, all that stuff that you got to get done to uh, make some of those events go. And then now they're talking about music fest. I mean, they already canceled it for this year. I know yeah, they canceled it this year. Barbecue fest is on for right now. Isn't it like limited capacity? Though, yeah. So there's not going to be as nothing. Where is it like 180 teams? I think it's going to be way less, like maybe like 50 teams or something like that. And we all know the 50 teams are going to be, they're going to be like the ones they've been doing for the past, however long uh, barbecue has been going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my King's team, uh, South Pork, you know, they'll be there. Yeah. Uh, give, uh, give the devil his cue. Is that, yeah. yeah, them guys. And the Hogfather, they'll be there. You know, there's like teams that have been doing it for so long that they'll probably get first. Hey, you guys want to do it? If not, we're, we're, we're going to keep on going. Out, yeah, yeah, we're going to keep on going down I'm the sure list. Some seniority for sure. Yeah, you know, I, I just hate to see those events go away. I know there's there's a lot of negative that comes with it, obviously mm-hmm. from big crowds and too much alcohol and all this craziness, but. I felt like it's a it's a big you know identity for Bill Street. You know, it's a big part of what Bill Street is. You know, yeah. those events, especially especially with uh, you know when they took away all of Memphis May last year, like a lot of those people that work on Bill Street, they make so much money for themselves because they that's how they pay their bills in the winter time. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that those. I thought those teams, I thought that was more like a, just a promotional thing for them. You know, that's, yeah. Hey, we got some money that we got to spend. <laughs> let's go, let's go enter this big contest, but it does change some people's lives. I mean, I've seen yeah. you, you hear the stories of the people who won it and then they opened their own restaurant, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, and then like the servers that work on Beal, they, they're not going to make that money this year for like, cause I remember they got bigger. I mean, they, man, you know, they got, they got hoes, they like got the service problems. industry, service industry, you said it the other day on Facebook. I saw it. There's been a battle, a war against service industry forever now in Memphis. In Memphis, and, yeah. And, and say what you want about you know some of the clubs. I, I know that they they went they went hard in the paint on the on the on the strip clubs. Not mm-hmm. saying that's right or wrong, but I'm just saying when when Memphis makes up its mind that they're going to target a certain industry, it's just what I felt like. You know, I felt like there was always somebody gunning for me. It wasn't. You know, how can we make you better? How can we support you? What can we, you know, it was, you know, it's like somebody 65 years old was sitting making the decisions like, yeah. oh, no drinking after 10. No. And I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying it's, I'm not advocating drinking after no, 10. No. I'm just saying I can tell you from experience that, 
it always felt like you were you were you were under the firing squad, mm-hmm. you know, or up you know up against the firing squad, and this. I, I know that is going on now. Yeah. I, or that's my opinion. I don't know it. I don't. I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm several years removed, but they're not going to make it easy for them to open, and it ain't because of in the name of safety. You know what I mean? There's going to be a little es- extra push, like oh, oh shucks, we canceled music fest well they've been going after music fest for years i mean y'all know that they've been talking yeah. about remodeling and moving it to west memphis they were they were talking about that before covid yeah so now in the name of covid oh now we can't have two hundred thousand people, <laughs> people. Yeah. downtown shucks yeah you know? like you said about the strip clothes i remember before me was what danny's and then i was the platinum era and it was that was like the wildest shit ever. And then that, they that club have, was a, a, a night. A, it was a nightclub, yeah. but they just had stripper. You know yeah. what I mean? It was it was it was very unique. Yeah. From what I heard, never been, <laughs> yeah. never, 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 never been. And, and then the, you know they have it now where it's like pasties Carly. and shit like that. It's like, yeah, how it's do like you go I mean, from that. I never went. You know, I've said this before. <laughs> it's like it's like I said before. Like you know, we were in Vegas and at the strip clubs, and the girls are like, "Where are you guys from?" We're like from Memphis. Like, oh, awesome! We I fly there once a month. They're like, yeah. we're, "We're coming there next weekend to dance." That's how. At, that's, at Platinum, how that's how he had it. You know, yep. it's that's like how he had it. And man, shout out to Ralph because that guy fucking dude, he was a pioneer in the shit, man. Him. Well, you know, Michelle. Michelle. Was, mm-hmm. I mean, that the, the that's they're a pretty important part of Bill Street too. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah, they've been doing it a long time. You know, Blue City, all, all, all that is, all that's some of the same, same folks. You know, they're good at it. But yeah, they, when that went down, he just, they just moved on to something else. Yeah. No big deal. But my, my point to all of it was, you know, some of these, the entertainment district, you know, you would think that that's a, identified as something that helps the city, mm-hmm. you know, and it helps tourism. It, you know, yeah. shout out to, Kevin Kane, you know, yeah. getting all those people to come to Memphis, you know, um, but s- some people with a with a with a vote may not yeah. may not agree. <laughs> They're like, I oh, can't we do without Bill Street because they've they've had a rough time, you know, these last few years with the Bill Street Bucks. Yeah, and you know, I followed it as closely as I could because it didn't affect my you know daily life. But my friends are obviously suffering because mm-hmm. they couldn't if they ever worked that out. But uh I just hope they can hope they can you know find a happy median and you know get some good food and good music live music man. I see people go out of town and there's like they're like jonesing for it because that's you know we're lacking it for the most part here. Yeah, I, I I I didn't realize how much I would you know miss going to see see a live band every once in a while you know yeah. some of the I miss Minglewood. Oh yeah, yeah Minglewood. shout out to Trey, Trey Dehart, man. Yeah. I I don't even you I I obviously have thought about him through all this and. How does that affect him, or how does that affect that business? But yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, that's just crazy. Some of the stuff that is no longer just not open. Yeah, not open. Got to keep everybody safe. Take your vitamins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. But yeah, like I said, I appreciate you doing this, man. And we'll have to do it again, man. Call me. I, you know, like I said, I, you can tell I, I don't mind to talk. You yeah. know, I, might, I might have to sign something that says I get final cut in case I say somebody yeah. tell a story. I'm like, wait a minute, how long has that been? Has yeah. the statues run out on that? Year? Wait, wait, ten years. <laughs> call permission and, and get get permission yeah. from a couple people. But yeah, I think I think you should uh, definitely have me back. And there's like I said, maybe do a do a combo with somebody like Wilbur. Yeah, right? yeah that'd be great. I like that. I like that idea. Text Wilbur. 
I'll text him. I mean, I'm going to send him a selfie. Be like, "Hey, you're next." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See what he says. He'll probably respond pretty quick and go, "Hell no, I ain't." <laughs> you have to, you have to block my face out. He's going to be like, "I can't tell any stories." The yeah. end. <laughs> All right, we love you lots. Bye. Thank y'all.